Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey guys, brand new podcast. If you hear something dribbling in the background, that is our pool. Not our pool, but our pool where we are. We are in Clearwater, Florida. I'm with my wife, Leanne. Hello. And uh, we're having a great weekend. Yep. We've been in Alabama for a couple weeks, Clearwater for a couple weeks. I've been on the road. I'm still on the road. Um, I go to Houston next week, uh, Brea the week after, Phoenix, Denver. By the way, hey, let's sell out. Monday, we added a Monday show in Denver. I want to sell that one out, and I want to sell out two shows on Tuesday in Denver. That sounds like like arrogant to say, but I, I, I like I think we can sell them out. I think there's people that listen. The, there'll be great shows because I want to stay because Stanhope's there Thursday. So I figure if I can get to Wednesday, then I can stay and hang out with Stanhope on Thursday, and we'll do a swap cast. Wait, when is this? Don't worry about it. All right. Um, the podcast you're going to listen to today uh, is... From a couple months ago, I would say it's it's the day Ari came back from uh, Asia, and it's a live podcast, and it was really great. I had sold it, uh, not sold it, sold it's a weird way to say that, but I'd given it to SiriusXM, and they aired it as a call and sick to work show. We were trying, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with the call and sick to work shows. It's a great idea. It's a great show, but it cannibalizes my stand-up. So if I go into a market and I do stand-up at a call and stick to work show, um, then when I go back to that market, I feel like, oh, they've seen some of this material. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for a period of time, I was like, what if I do a live uh, podcast? I'd never done a live podcast. I don't believe in live podcasts. But this was, I don't. Why not? Because I don't feel the intimacy is there. Okay. I I don't feel like people share secrets. No, well, definitely probably not, no. But uh, the two – let's do this towards the end. I should do some reads, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, right? Yeah. Guys, today's podcast is brought to you by you know this and I know this and Leanne knows this. Hands down one of my favorite sponsors ever. Ever. This is Defined Our Family no, Blue Apron. It, it hasn't defined it. It changed it. It changed it. It changed it for the better. Because for a lot of, you know, our kids have really finicky palates. We call them thumb tongues. They want burgers. They want uh, uh, French fries. Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. By the way, this company offers that, but in a, in a like, stepped up kind of way. Yes, gourmet. Today's podcast brought to you by Blue Apron. God damn, I love Blue Apron. We've been on the road for like three weeks straight, and it's it really, like, shines on how much... You miss Blue Apron because you go to buy groceries and you overbuy. Yep. And you don't know what you're making. That's right. It's it, it's amazing how quickly your brain goes to so like what like b- burgers and dogs, steaks right. and chicken. Right. Does anyone want seafood? Right. And uh, Blue Apron doesn't have that. I'll go to some copy so that you know that I know what I'm saying. It is affordable. It's less than ten dollars per person per meal, and. Uh, they deliver seasonal recipes along with 
pre-portioned ingredients. You're not going to be stuck with a ton of leftovers. You got four people in your family. You got four meals. And you don't have to measure anything when you're cooking. You just chop or pour into what you're cooking, what they give you. There's no measuring. I love their wads of butter. Butter. I know. I well, what's so cool is that you you know you use less dishes, which sounds silly, but for those of you who actually wash dishes, it's kind of cool to just go. This is how much you need. And it's so great because each week is a new recipe. Every week you get a new recipe from a Blue Air Apron culinary team, surprising you with recipes that are not requi- repeated within the year, so you never get bored. It's flexible. If you if you don't like certain shit, say I don't like that shit. Tell them what you like. They get you that shit. And it's super easy. Step-by-step instructions. You go through it. Uh, look, I'm, look, I used to think Helen Keller and Anne Frank were the same person. <laughs> I can make a blue apron. That's how easy it is. Last but certainly not least, least it's guaranteed to be fresh. Blue Apron's meals, like, I mean, we, we've, we've run it to the gamut where you're like, I think we had a day left on this Blue Apron, and it still tastes fantastic. It's amazing. We, they stay fresh. You know, Blue Apron, Apron may not recommend this, but they stay fresh for us for like six days. So once you get them six days later, you go, oh, my God, I haven't cooked that yet. It's okay. Because everything comes to you so fresh. I'm speaking from the bottom of my heart when I say this. Please get your Blue Apron because uh, I don't want to lose this sponsor. That's how much it means to us. I have no problem uh, paying to have Blue Apron in my life. But I do believe that what I'm doing uh, with Blue Apron is, is the Lord's work. It's the Lord's work. Because, I like, how many times have we said this to our personal friends? We're like, dude, use my promo code. Yes, so many times. Because we truly, honestly... Love this company. Especially if you got those fucking finicky kids like our kids who are like, I don't know what it is. I don't want it. Ida today was like, hey, what's the fish that they bring us? And I was like, you're talking about a Blue Apron meal. I don't know how to make that. I need. We got to wait till that comes back again. Right. Or, you you know, you get to keep all the recipes so you can just remake the things your family loves. Yeah. It's Upcoming crazy. featured meals. We got basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzella. Sauteed shrimp and green beans with globe, tomatoes, spinach, and orzo pasta. By the way, tell me you're going to go to the store one day and go, you know what I'm going to make? Whole grain pasta with summer vegetables and heirloom tomato caprese salad or a miso butter salmon. This looks good. With lo mein noodles with cucumber and charmed tomatoes. Nice. Oh, you know what the girls are going to love? What? Meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella cheese. And charmed tomatoes. That's know next a, week. I don't even know what a charmed tomato is. It's charming. We had to put a hold on our blue apron because we were going to be gone. And I was like, I literally was like, we should send it to a friend like, and let them experience it. But I'm greedy. I want it all for me. We love, we love Blue Apron. And we're, we're, I'm not pussyfooting around about this. We love Blue Apron. So check out this week's menu and get your first three free meals with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash BERTCAST, B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T. I can't say this enough to you. Just fucking try it. I'm telling you. If you're a dude, dude, sign up and have Sunday night conversations and start yourself a podcast. Make a Blue Apron, have your friends over, make them dinner, and at the end of the dinner, start a podcast with a bottle of wine and and, and have a Sunday night conversation. You know what changed Chris Rock's career is uh, Cornell Wallace, Cornell West invited him to Sunday dinners at his house and he sat with all these intellectual intellectuals and that is how he come up came up with bigger and blacker 
And it's and and, and I'll I'll say this. I'll go across the board. I think it's the thing that has made Rogan into such a brilliant comic is that he's having these geniuses over to his, you know, uh, podcast every week and and having intellectual conversations. Do that. Get Blue Apron. Do it every Sunday. Invite twelve of your friends over. Make a, 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 an array of meals. And have a Sunday night conversation and do a podcast. Get different, man. Get out of the box. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's right. Go to blueapron.com slash birdcast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Blue Apron, I hope you listen to this read and you. I hope you know that I love you. Um, guys... You know that I'm a part of Laughable. I know that uh, a lot of you have signed up for Laughable. Laughable is a fantastic app. Uh, my buddy Ned does it. Me, Greg, Ari, uh, Tony, I think, or Hinchcliffe are all a part of it. It's a fantastic app. And uh, if you travel like I do, you can just real quick thumb up your podcasts on your phone, and then it's there. And you don't have to worry about it. Like, I have, have such a fucking problem with iTunes. I was like, go to get a, like, uh, Eddie Bravo and Rogan were on today. And I was like, oh, I'll get this for my jog. And I hit it and it said, currently unavailable. And I was like, no, fuck you. Went to Laughable, clicked it, and I was like, oh, that's right. Can't believe I went to iTunes first. Go suck a dick, iTunes. So go to Laughable. Well, the cool the- thing about Laughable is when you join... You get notifications about what's going on for your comics. You can buy tickets to their shows through Laughable. You can buy merchandise through Laughable, which yeah. I think is really cool because, I mean, I follow you as a comic, but clearly I kind of have an inside track. It's but a super easy way to find the comic you like yeah. and then trickle down and find all the shit they've been on. It's almost like the, the YouTube um, comment section or suggestion channel where you're like, hey, man. If you liked Bert as the machine, try Bert fighting a bear. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's all the shit I like. It's um, it's cool to me, as busy as I am with kids and stuff, to just get a notification, hey, Bill Burr is coming to town on this week. And you just click and buy tickets right there at the same place you download his podcast, which the I think is kind is of The other thing is great awful. is that I'm Ned, awesome. my, bud Ned, my buddy Ned did it, and Ned is a podcast fan. I've always said I'm a podcast fan. If you're a podcast fan... You'll like my podcast because I dig podcasts. I reference podcasts on my podcast. I listen to podcasts uh, probably a total of maybe 12 hours, 15 hours a week on treadmills, on planes. Um, And Ned came at this from the real origin of what he dug. So he kind of looked at it from like a like a creator's uh, like a like a like a fan view, a fan to creator. So, I, I mean, it's super easy for me. You just have to subscribe. Yeah. And if you're an Android user, you can sign up for the wait list by going to laughable.com slash Android. So there's a wait list if you're an Android user. I know but, that's been a big thing. And, you know, that's the other cool thing about Ned is that he listens to your uh, insights. So if you have a problem, if you don't like what's going on, if you want it changed, hit him up on Twitter. And Ned replies to it, and he changes it. What was that? Um, but another cool thing I just read about Laughable is that if you are on Rogan's podcast, say I go on to Laughable and I subscribe to you. Yeah. But you go on Rogan's podcast, it sends me a notification. Hey, Bert is on the Joe Rogan Experience. So you can now download 
any place that any comic oh. appears that you've subscribed to, which Joey is really cool. motherfucking Diaz. Look, every single one of us loves to hear Joey on a podcast. Uh-huh. Ari on a podcast. Right? Danish and, and O'Neill on a podcast. This way you know when they're on any podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. And so today when you hear uh, 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 Sean Patton and Nate Bargatze, and you go, fuck, I like those guys. You can then find everything they've done on the podcasts. It's fucking amazing. I'm telling you right now. Laughable knows what he's doing. Agreed. Agreed? Agreed. Uh, Ned, you know I love you. I say that every time I talk about you. I love what you're doing. It's I do a love brilliant, the- brilliant thing. It really is. It's brilliant. It's made just because he wanted the shit and he, want- and, and, and he was like, oh, this will make my life easier. Oh, that's good. I'll make it into an app. So check it out. Go to the Laughable app, download it, uh, and Android users, get on the wait list, and then let me know you're listening to Laughable. The wait list is laughable.com slash Android. There you go, baby. Uh, I worked with this guy uh, one time, and I've never forgotten him as long as I've worked with him because Bill Burr calls him Jersey's own Paul Versey. (laughs) My buddy. Paul Versey, fellow ATC comedian, is taping his first stand-up special Sunday, August 13th at Terrytown Music Hall in Terrytown, New York. By the way, little if you're a legit comedy fan, do you know who else taped their special there? No, who? I'm not going to tell you. You don't what? earn it. You don't earn it. You got to earn it. Oh, you got to know. You got to know Greg Fitzsimmons. With special guest appearance by Bill Burr and Pete Davidson. I think both of them are helping him produce this. It's an ATC production. God, love Pete Davidson. You know who Pete Davidson is? No. Oh, he's such a great fucking guy. Yeah. His dad was a firefighter in 9-11, passed away in 9-11. Yeah. Pete's on SNL. Big stoner. I think quit. Still smokes, though, a little bit. I don't know. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, fucking sweetest guy. I'm being dead serious when I say this. I have nothing to gain out of Pete's liking me, but God damn it. He is the sweetest fucking guy in the world, like Aww. a genuine soul. That's sweet to say. Oh, I really From one do. sweet guy to another. I'm like, I'm number one sweet guy in the you world. You are very sweet. Pete Davidson has got her running for number one, two. There's nothing you one can do. One and a half. I, man, I love that guy. I asked him to get drunk with me one night, and he was like, ah, I'm going to pass, Bert. He was also, I think he was underage. So... Well. <laughs> Underage. You might have been at the time. Contributing to the delinquency anyway, of a minor. Anyway, Paul's. This is, this is not about Pete Davidson. This is about Paul, Paul Versey. Oh, God. Paul Versey is taping a special in Terrytown, New York. Please go to the Terrytown Music Hall and see him August 13th. That's a Sunday. By the way, Paul Versey is also in Hilarities this coming weekend. He is getting ready for this special. I mentioned it all week at all my podcasts. And Hilarities is in? In Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Cleveland, you will get to see that special being perfected. It's going to be a great show. So go see him in Cleveland this week. But more importantly, Terrytown Music Hall in Terrytown, New York, August 13th. Get your tickets at paulverzi.com. That's P-A-U-L-V-I-R-Z-I.com. For the 9.30 show, before they sell out, please, please do this. I think Bill Burr is going to be there. Pete Davidson is going to be there. But more importantly, fuck all that. Paul Verzi is fucking hilarious. Jersey's home, Paul Verzi. Paul, man, I hope you heard this. I hope you know I love you. Um, Best of luck on your special. I know you're going to murder it. And those are my reads.
How drunk did I sound? Pretty, well, I don't know. I only had two cocktails. I'll have spilled one of my cocktails. Well, then there you go. Clearly and then she not was like, Dad, my, he- my, my head's in the heavens. What? I don't know. She knocked it over, and I was like, what, what, what were you thinking, Alice? She goes, my heads are in the heavens. Hey, you may need to go get those burgers out for uh, okay. right. the girls. Okay, I will. Um, hello. All right, that's me. I'm going to turn Leanne's off. Yeah, those burgers are probably done, baby. We are at the beach. Uh, uh, it's been amazing. I really do love my family. Isla almost killed me. We talked about that last week. Uh Let's talk about this week's podcast. So three years ago, I'm going to say three years ago, maybe more than that, I was definitely overweight. I was like 265. I went to uh, Montreal, and I saw one of these guys, uh, Sean Patton. Sean Patton is probably the most authentic storyteller I know. I saw him, if we're going to be very real about this, I saw him at a very low point in my career. I just signed on to do Birth Conqueror Season 3. I was barely in stand-up. Um, I knew I needed to get out of Travel Channel and do more stand-up, but I didn't see a way out of that because I was making money on Travel Channel. And I went one night. This is the night that Steve Renazizi and um, and uh, Sam Morell were roast battling that week. They were roast battling that week. And I went to the strip club, the Cheetah thing, I think Ari does, uh, his storytelling show. And uh, you could see that they were like, Split sides. Sam and the New York posse was on one side, and uh, the L.A. posse was on the other side. And um, I didn't know Sean Patton. I'd never seen him. Uh, I didn't know anything about him. And I watched him tell a story, and I was fucking blown away. And in the most envious, uh, respectable, like, just really, like, appreciative as a comic because sometimes when you watch people really work brilliantly, you you thank them from the bottom of your heart because you're like, hey, now you inspired me to work harder. Like, I, now I, w- I want to be more magical on stage. I want to have more more charisma on stage. I, Sean looks like a, a young Jim Belushi, John Belushi, <laughs> John Belushi, but with, like, great hair and and better facial expressions. And, a, and, a, and quite honestly, a better storyteller. I think John was an amazing. But like all the shit you liked about John Belushi, uh, Sean has, and and then some. In my opinion, I know that people are going to be like, oh, "Hold on, you're comparing to one of the greatest comics that ever lived." Yeah, I know for a reason. I'm a pretty good taste of like what's good. And Sean Patton is fucking engaging. He draws you in. I watched that story. I had nothing going on in my life. I had that constant to work show. This is what you'll hear about this. I wanted to do a tour of it. I talked to Sean. Sean was super cool and like and very appreciative that I would bring, hey, man, we should do a tour where we do a constant to work show. He was like, man, I'm up for anything. And then it turned out that we were in town at the same time, and I got him to, uh, to, to be on my show. He's responsible. He didn't want to get fucking hammered, but we ended up getting fucking hammered, and it was great. Also on this show is a guy that I will say is is like, if you're a comedy fan and you had to bet money on who's going to succeed, this is the guy to watch. The same way I just described Sean, this guy's got all the demons that I got that Sean's got. 
We're, we're simpatico. Now, we're all successful. We all work. I'm not shitting on them saying, like, oh, watch them fall and dive. But, like, we all like to get down. You know what I mean? Like, get our shit down, but get down. Uh, and I'd, I'd, I'd heard stories about him. I met him first when I did Big J's uh, taping for w- What the Fuck's Your Deal? And he didn't do crowd work. He didn't like crowd work. He didn't like being like on the spot. He likes to do his material. And I was like, oh, fuck, whatever. I was like, oh, piss you on that. And then that night we went home and I watched his material. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would never do crowd work if I could write material like that. His material is so seamless. It's so slid into conversation that I always say, like, I always put people in categories like this. Sean Patton's the guy you want at your table at a at a wedding where you where uh, you don't know anyone but you're trying to get laid. Nate Bargatze's the guy that you want at your wedding, the, the table you set at a wedding where you know everyone and you don't want to talk to anyone but you want to hear someone shit on everyone with you and really enjoy it. By the way, I partied with both these guys in New York and got fucking loose, and that was the spiral that was like, okay, maybe I should quit drinking forever. Like. The, these guys get down. No drugs, no al- just alcohol, but man, they're fucking amazing guys. Really amazing guys. I was hesitant to release this podcast only because it's a live podcast and I feel like it, it, the three of us in my man cave would be so much better. But I thought to myself, if I release this podcast, then I can do a podcast with the three of us in my man cave and it'll be fucking, and you'll be like, oh, I've been waiting for this one. And they come out to L.A. all the time. Sean and I are texting. I think he's in L.A. right now. Nate's in Ireland. Nate just texted me. He's like, hey, how about a $10,000 bet for who quits drinking first? And I was like, what? He's like, I need a little inspiration, buddy. (laughs) By the way, that is so not Nate for me to tell you his secrets. Nate's best friends with Big J, Dan Soder, Ari. Like, he he lives in Nashville. He doesn't want anyone to know that either. But he lives in Nashville. He flies into New York, I think, twice a month. Just going to do spots, hang out with his friends. Got kid, plays golf, loves Vanderbilt. I hope that describes these guys enough to you. Because this is a really fun podcast. We did it during the Wild West Comedy Festival. We did it on stage at, at Zany's Nashville. Um, it was a noon show, sold out. I, I don't know, in all honesty, I don't know if this has been edited at all. I don't know if this is what... Uh, Sirius XM gave me, or if this is just what I have. So you may hear some parts that I like, the organic parts, where I think a girl comes up, I found out she had cancer uh, on stage, and I kind of fucked that up, and then she like approaches the stage, we do a waitstaff raffle. I hope that's all in here. And by the way, if anyone talks shit about anyone, it's a live podcast, we don't realize that it's all getting aired, and so just keep it to yourself. Don't, don't share it. Nothing needs to be shared. Um... But yeah, that's a podcast. That was a big sip of vodka right there. 22-minute intro, Bert. Way to go, dickhead. This should be a two-hour podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, by the way, you know for a fact that I do listen to what you guys have to say about this podcast. Hit me up on Twitter. I, don't, I, don't, I can't read Facebook comments. Um, I, I occasionally scroll through Instagram. But hit me up on Twitter or email me at Bert at BertBertBert.com about what you think about the live podcast genre for this show. Um I'm curious to know what you think, because this is the first one I've ever done, or maybe the second one, and I have one more, and if you like it, I'll release the other one. I won't release it on a Wednesday. I'll release it on like a, a Sunday. Is it now? Is it clear that I'm drunk? 
because I'm just meandering to you guys. Anyway, Tom Square, I'm not fucking fat. I just ran four miles in under 40 minutes today. You suck it, son of a bitch. All right, today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Patton and Nate Bargatze. This is Ladies and gentlemen, the creator and host of Colin Sick to Work with Burt Kreischer, please welcome Burt Kreischer! Fuck yes. Fuck yes. This body's real. Get used to it. The shirt's not going back on. I've tacked, I was in Alabama like this last night. Fuck, Alabama's an interesting place, huh? (laughs) My wife's from Alabama. You can still get attacked by dogs in Alabama. Did you know that? Like legit, I was jogging one time and these rednecks drove up in a a truck and they were like... uh, they were like, boy, what you running from? I was like, Jews. Um, but my wife, my wife grew up. This is going to be a live podcast. I'm just breaking the ice right now before I bring the other comics up. We're doing this for SiriusXM. I appreciate you guys calling in sick. Yeah, and so... Uh, and I had the hot chicken down the street and then wiped my asshole. That was a big mistake. <laughs> Boy, my asshole is on fucking fire. And I told the lady, I, the chick behind the thing, I go, uh, I want the hot chicken, uh, extra hot. She goes, nah. <laughs> I was like, no, I like spicy food. She said, no, you don't. In my head, I'm like, was this, is this, she's acting like my fucking wife going... <laughs> I'm going to be dealing with this all night. I go, okay, then just hot. She goes, no. I go, mild? She goes, maybe. I'm like, how fucking hot is it? And I had the mild, and I was like, Ugh. I literally was like, as I'm eating, I'm going, this is a bad idea. Why do I do that? Why would you do that? Why would you go, oh, this is a bad idea. I'm going to be shitting rocket fuel later. So did, uh, did you guys, you guys, you guys don't have jobs. You're too young. Do you have a job? Oh, you work nights. You haven't, what, what do you do for a living? You put tires together? Oh, that's so funny. I just thought they came like that. Is there a top and two sides to a tire? Shut the fuck up. How stupid am I that I thought... That's fucking amazing. Don't you love when you learn something like that in life? You're like, shit, like, uh, there is this, uh, oh, this is going to be a little graphic. There's this move you can do to, you know what it is, where you go in the woman garage and then you fiddle with the bikes. Like, it's that come hither, come hither, come hither. And I've, I've been doing it so fucking bad. I've been going right past the bikes into the attic, just ripping out insulation. Like a raccoon. And my wife, it was bad. She was like, at one point, the homeowner came out and was like, everyone out of the fucking garage. <laughs> it's like uh, when you go down on a woman, I used to think that there was this thing where you could like, like you try your own move. You don't know that it doesn't work. You just know that it worked on one chick way back. So then you do it to every chick. 
But little do you know that when you do my move, you put your lips around her entirely and just go, ho, hi, ho. Doesn't work. So I used to do stand-up on this show. I'm not doing stand-up. This is all kind of just throwaway stuff. But... <laughs> And I'm not putting on my next hour. <laughs> Fucking pussy. Oh, come on. Then you'll see it on the hour and go, wow, that guy really didn't have a lot of material that year. Um, I used to do live stand-up shows for these call and stick to work shows, and I always wanted to do a live podcast because there's comics that you fucking love. Like I, last year in Montreal, uh, I ran into one of the comics that's going to be out on stage with this, and I, and I met this guy from afar. I'd, I'd seen him, and then I met him, and I was like, dude, this guy is what I wish I had been when I was 30. Like, I, like I'm 44 right now. It's good. You know, wealthy, white. It's okay. <laughs> it's like when that Trump shit, they elected Trump, I was like, oh, it doesn't affect me. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <He's> gonna... <laughs> I was like, shut up. He's going to lower our taxes? Woo! <laughs> Best case scenario, I get to see an assassination? Are you shitting me? <laughs> you know that. When, on the, I don't care who you voted for, but on the inauguration, when he went out in the open like that, like, waving his hand like a target, hey! I was like, he's not going to be moving? Anyway, I don't know how old he is. We'll find out how old he is in a second. Uh, and then the other guy, the other guy I'm bringing out today, and you've got to guess which one, is which uh, I'd never seen him do stand up, and then a couple months ago, I it popped up on my tw- on my Twitter thing, and I just went, "Oh yeah, sure," and I laughed my dick off. I literally thought to myself, "Shit, I don't think I write jokes. How have I been getting by this long with just taking my shirt off and getting drunk?" <laughs> This guy legit writes jokes, and he lives here, which fucking pisses me off because he's got fucking no state income tax or whatever the fuck you guys got here. His kids go to a school where there's not fucking cholos with throat tattoos. Dude, the kids at my daughter's school, let me tell you something. These little pieces of shit, there are four boys. I wish I wasn't about to tell this right now. Four boys that go to her school, and they're, in our, they're sitting in our front yard one day having Starbucks. And I say to my daughter, I go, yo, you know those kids? She goes, yeah. I go, are they here for you? She goes, no. So I go out, 13 years old, just hitting puberty. It's when they feel the seeds dropping. I go out, I go, hey, fellas, you guys here to see Georgia? And they're like, no. I go, well, then hit the road. You're not sitting in my front yard drinking Starbucks. And the kid just looks at me and goes, we'll go and we're done. The, the littlest one. I've, listen, I'm being serious. I've never wanted to fuck a child. <laughs> ever. But until that moment, I wanted to take my pants off and pull his... And just start ass-fucking him in front of his friends. Going, this is what the world is. You like this? You want to talk back to a man? We fuck you. And then fish-hook him and make him look at his friends. Tell him you're... No, finish your coffee. Finish your fucking coffee. <laughs> won't be doing that on my special either <laughs> so uh let's start the show i'm gonna be drinking i uh, hopefully these two gentlemen will have a cocktail or or uh or have a uh have a uh i'm drinking tito's and soda and then we're gonna do i'm gonna do shots 
Uh, they'll keep their shirts on probably. But let's bring them out. We'll bring them out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the two guests for the Call and Sick to Work show today are Sean Patton and Nate Bargatze. Fuck yeah. There you go. Thank you. Nate, you don't have an ass-fucking a 13-year-old boy bit in your act, do you? Uh, used to. Yeah. <laughs> so can you guys, did you guys hear my intros about you guys? I didn't know you went on. I didn't know so, you went on. <laughs> uh, where did you go, Bert? <laughs> what are you guys looking at? I think I'm looking at, like, there's all this stage, and we're just going to sit in this back. In very back. Little tiny. Yeah. Right, like, right next to each other. I had them put stools up, because at first there were no stools, and I was like, wait, the three of us are just going to stand there like we're waiting for a bus? Like, <laughs> Says the guy without a shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to see the, how the shirt gets off. I missed it. That's always my favorite, because you always just see with the shirt off. I take them off, the, uh, probably similar to the way you take it off. I go, you go back. Oh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> Wait, you take your shirt off from here? Uh, one time someone told me about taking your shirt off like from your back. And then for some reason, I've caught myself. I'll just be at home before I go to bed. That's how I do it. Yeah. Take it off like this. I can't just believe let, this is an it. Wait, in how case do you take guy, your shirt off? I do, I do the tuck in, pick up, roll over. Wait, wait, can I see? It's like... Oh, sh- oh, seriously? Shut the fuck. I got stabbed. Look, you can see. I got stabbed. But you really got stabbed? I got stabbed. I don't. So I'm kind of self-conscious about it and don't want to just be up here with a stab wound. Wait, how did you get stabbed? You know, fucking comedy. <laughs> I'm doing gigs. Doing gigs. I, no, no. This is the truth. I, I'm fatter than I think I am. And... <laughs> By the way, that's 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 all Americans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had an iron. I was ironing. I was ironing pants before a show, and I had the iron at full at full steam. And I I reached over it to grab the pants, not thinking my stomach would ever touch the iron, which in my eyes was like here. And I was like, "There's no way," but in reality, it was like right. My gut was, <laughs> and it just singed it. Look, I mean, it's a perfect. Like, look at that. Just a perfect line. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, you got wow. branded. Yeah. yeah. Branded by obesity. That should be the name of your next album. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. That's a great yeah. Branded by obesity. I lost 40 pounds uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the one, the big thing I noticed was I could shave my balls again. Yeah. Welcome but, back. Because <laughs> when you when you're when you're big, you have a big belly. It's just a bunch of guesswork. You're just like you just hope the tire doesn't hit the road. You know? Did you know that tires are built? Tires? Yeah. I recycled tires uh, as a job I had a long time ago. Here, uh, we when the the big Ford recall. There was, like, Ford Explorer, like, all the tires. They got recalled. And so we uh, would go get them and, like, pick them up out of, like, uh, just, like, that they got took off. One guy dumped a bunch in a cave, a bunch of tires in a cave, because 
There, he had nowhere else to get it. He was like a big scheme because so, you would get paid to haul them. But then you got to go like get them like cut up and like recycled. So you got to pay for that. Yeah. He didn't want to pay for that part. Oh, so, so he, he just oh. dumped them in a cave. And we had to go in a cave to get them. I used to I, – I think of like camp – like as a kid. I grew up in Louisiana. We would always go camping, a.k.a. 20 teenagers getting fucked up in the woods. <laughs> and I, thought were, gonna, there, I thought you were going to go, a.k.a. molested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we were all 15, so we were finding nine-year-olds to molest. Uh, There's a lot know, of those out in the woods exactly, in New Orleans. Just nine-year-olds walking the nine-year-olds around. walking around. Walking around the woods of Slidell, Louisiana. Like, oh, there's one. I have a visual... I have a visual of your all your friends by a campfire, and you coming up with a head of the woods with a nine-year-old, and then seeing them, they go, 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 go back, go back, go back. It's not what I thought it was. It's not what I thought it was. I, I'm sorry, man. Go call your mom. What were you guys doing? We were masturbating separately. Because I don't. What would? How would you molest a nine-year-old as a fifteen-year-old? Like, what would your? It's so probably the same way an uh, older person would do it. To... I think you start with his dick. Yeah. yeah. It's just I'm trying to. I, just, I think of me at fifth or anyone. I think. Are you that sexually repressed? Oh. And fucking want to unleash oh. at fifteen? I guess. I don't. Maybe some I don't people. think you're supposed to think about it this long. Yeah. To be honest. I, you have to think about it just to. I'm almost positive do you it. don't. And I don't think you should ever talk about it in a microphone. I don't think that. I and almost know that. And it recorded medium for yeah, people yeah, to listen yeah, to later. Yeah. Yeah. And then post it on Serious And then Sean, where are you going to go see tonight? You know that guy that used to molest nine year olds? He's doing a show down the street, so we're going to go watch. I mean, I, I've never molested. I'm just wondering. He's thought about <laughs> it. Has anyone ever done it? And you're 15. I want to know what your motivation is. Please, someone stand up. Please call in. <laughs> well, someone please identify themselves. Well, I fucked a kid. Ah, <laughs> uh, perfect, sir. If you're at a fucking show at 1 p.m. on a Friday, I think you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying you know you've saying? molested a nine-year-old. <laughs> if you're at a show at 1 p.m. Oh, on yeah. Friday. No, no, no. I don't believe that. No, are, I think... are you not enjoying this line of talk? Yeah. <laughs> She's like... Oh, yeah, just no, that's exactly. We, I'm not saying. Let me be clear. I'm not saying anyone here has molested anyone. Well, hold on, hold this on. This is that's all not, hypothetical. That's a broad stroke. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure there's yeah. people here that have molested people. Yeah, I'm sure they're in here. I just, just don't stand up. Round what we're of applause. <laughs> round of a, by applause. Who here thinks they're sitting within earshot of someone who's definitely molested someone? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I just want to see the audience turn on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy, look at him. I'm shocked I didn't get molested. Like, I have su- I'm so vulnerable. No, Bert, I'm with- I was a fucking altar boy for like five years. Dude, never. Yeah. I was never touched. Not once. All boys Catholic high school, never once. I mean, yeah. no, I'm not saying like I, mi- I missed it, but like, <laughs> but like I, I definitely should have been. I am the uh, personality type that would get molested. Is that like the reunion talk you have? You're like, did you ever get molested? Like, you just ask other people, like, just trying to get to the bottom of it. I never got a chance, you know? <laughs> I always wondered, uh, I, I, what's the matter? Well, okay, I've, oh. I've, never, I've never been, this, okay, this isn't molestation. This is going to turn real sad. Oh. But I think about, go. no. This is, 
When I was like 13, there was like this 17-year-old kid who definitely made passes at me. Oh. And you just, oh, dude, there was a black guy when we yeah. were in, uh, not, why does he have to be black, Bert? Because he fucking was. Yeah. <laughs> who was an uh, older high school, we were all freshmen, and he was gay, and he would, at Beach Week, he'd like give you really long hugs. and at then breathing. Beach Week? Yeah. Beach Week. What it's, was the week? It's a thing in Florida. You go to the oh, beach right after school. Thing yeah. in Florida. Is it not so every... Dot, dot, dot. Dude, Florida is... <laughs> You know what's so crazy? We're all three Southerners. Yeah. But I'm from Florida, which is, I don't even, even worse. Like, I, I always say this. Where I, in Florida, though? Tampa. Oh. oh. I knew, I knew oh. two dudes growing up without tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Tongueless Brett and... Like, <laughs> so that means one of them was a snitch and got it removed. <laughs> yeah. And the other just nodded off before. What about when those two guys meet each other? It's got to be like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like, I thought I was the only one. And then they. Were they best friends? No, they didn't know each other. You, why don't you introduce them to yeah, each other? That's, one guy was a guy, I'm, he's a fucking lunatic, and the other one we, we grew up with. Uh, dude, I knew a guy, I know a guy who's doing life in prison for killing hookers. He was like my neighbor. My neighbor. And he used to kid that you my might, neighbor. Is my that neighbor. What he was my neighbor. I'm very hungover. Bird, are you last a robot? Yeah. <laughs> this is where we find out you're a Russian spy. Yeah. He was my neighbor. America is good. Florida. I mean, yeah, Florida guys. You know, no shirts. Hey, <laughs> go on Yankees. Eh? Yeah. Mickey Mantle. Your Russian story makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Like you're like, <laughs> holy shit. You're like, shit. oh wait a second. He wasn't over there. <laughs> no, uh, this kid. Was the kind of kid that he, did you, in the South, I think we all had one kid in our neighborhood that was like, hey, you guys dare me to get naked, put a stick up my ass? Yeah, and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd be like, no, we were going to ride bikes. Yeah. Dude, you give me a cigarette, I'll go hump the neighbor's Rottweiler. Yeah. All right, there you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Please. He was like, he was like, hey, yo, you want to go into the Lepresti's house? And we were like, I was, I was like, why? Because Faith Lepresti, I shouldn't say their names, maybe, but uh, yeah. Faith was really pretty. She was my age, and he was like, let's go in her house. And I was like, is she there? And he's like, no, no, I got the keys. We'll go in and we'll cut the holes out of their panties. And I was like, <laughs> and then I was just like, nah. And then my sister gave me that call. She's like, yo, you remember dot dot dot? Let's just say his name's that. And I was like, yeah. She goes, he's killing hookers. Click. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that was a sign. So that's a sign to. That's the next step. I guess. I don't know. I've never killed someone. You helped a guy start get started in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you I was there as, in his early years, his <laughs> developmental right. years. Yeah, like yeah. like playing the baseball player that makes it. You're like, oh, I played little league with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I played uh, baseball with a pro baseball player, and uh, that is the end of that story. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that Florida? You can, you just have murderers like oh yeah three time murderers and baseball three time players. fucking serial killing dude did three you, time did 15, you, yeah. did you have blah, 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 guns blah, blah, blah. pulled on you when you were a kid? I got a lot of guns showed to me like cut a dude off in traffic and he pulls it out and waves it or or like hanging out with like other like and hey hey those are tough kids oh look one of them just showed us a firearm yeah from across the canal let's not cross the canal oh dude yeah a gaff hook from those boats. That was one. Fucking wave it. And this guy's had overdeveloped lats. And he was like, fucking swim over here, motherfuckers, across the river. And we're like, we're definitely not getting a bathing suit, swimming across the fucking river to fight you with a gaff hook. You're out of your fucking mind. There was definitely a time, though, I was a kid. I was 15, 16. I found, uh, like, my parent. I found my dad's guns. He just had, like, two handguns. And I had a friend over. 
and I was showing him like a 22, and it just went off. Shut the... And start this story from the beginning. <laughs> you know how when your parents aren't home, you go rooting through their shit? Yes, like, and then look, trying on your mom's... What? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I used to go... And I'll honestly, I used to root through my parents' shit, and like one time I remember I found porn, and oh. I watched it, and it was just like very... Like instructional, it was instructional. Like fucking. Was it, it was your parents? Very boring. Yeah. It wasn't them. It wasn't them. Yeah. But I remember being disappointed. You heard, in... Sean? Close the door, Sean. <laughs> it would have been better if he had found quicksand porn. Just a girl in quicksand, like ah. He's like, ooh, I shouldn't talk to dad about I that. <laughs> quicksand porn, huh? Oh, dude, it's fucking hot. <laughs> have you never seen it? No, oh, I didn't. It's no. exactly what it sounds like. Girl walking through the woods, and then she's like, uh oh, uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. And then the hot part is when her tit hits the mud, you're like, I, I dare you to not go, okay, I'll fucking check off. Uh. And then she just dies? Well, I don't, I'm not a creep. I don't watch the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've never seen the same girl in one of those videos? Dude, <laughs> it's always I, a different girl. There's like, one really good one, the girl oh, in red panties. That's the one you want to watch. The other ones are a little hacky. You get her in a superhero costume tied up, now you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> There. I was a. I was a. Anyway, I was Sean, a, I'm, I'm processing that. Yeah. What's the What's the weirdest? Oh, wait, hold on. Let's get, Let's finish. Let, we're gonna oh, go, we'll get, we'll and then get. we're gonna go to the weirdest porn you've ever seen. And I guarantee you, I fucking got you guys. Top yeah, on this. you already have. You, like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what are you gonna do <laughs> other than that. Like, oh, uh, Hegre. I don't. Oh, just Google you it. Should say what it is. Ah, uh, Google it. Go I don't ahead. know. I'm it's, afraid to. Yeah. Hegre slash milking. Go ahead. Uh. Just, uh, I've seen. I've broke my governor on what to jack off to, so now I just take it. It's like fuck. I need someone to like, get the wind knocked out of them or something, you know? Yeah, I'm like, I'm thinking of it right now. I'm like, that ah, just sounds great. It sounds like a lot of hair. Hair gray? No, yeah. no, no. It's uh, it's I, it's I don't want to. I got. Uh, I was a dominatrix gimp for a day, and uh, and I and the girl was like, I'm gonna. One of the things she wanted to do was sounding. You know what sounding is? <laughs> it's when they put rods in your urethra. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, have you ever never had an STD test? Oh, I've had you one know? of those. They put a, they get a Q-tip in there, you know, same thing. Doctor says to me, uh, I said it's burning when I pee, and he goes, "Your girlfriend's cheating on you." I said, "No, no, that's impossible." He goes, "It's 100 percent possible. I'll just give you antibiotics. You don't have to take the test." I go, "No, that's impossible. I don't have an STD. I want the test." He goes, "No, you don't." Yeah. Like, like I was ordering hot chicken he was yeah. like trust me <laughs> just and he said to me this is Florida State in like 1994 and he goes let me ask you a question he's probably 20 now he's probably 25 years old now what I know this he goes uh, when you go to a bar do you and your dick split up to cover more territory and I was like no he goes so you've been around your dick a lot right and I said yeah, yeah. and he goes well either you're lying to me or your girlfriend's a whore and I was like Give me the test. He put that in my dick oh. hole, and I went, she's a whore! <laughs> you know, now, now I, all I can think of, that, I think the reason they call it sounding is because every rod's like a different chime. So it's it, a bunch of guys with rods in their dicks, and someone just, bing, 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 in, their, in the dicks. No, you want me to tell you why they call it sounding? Yeah, that's I a really very, did, That's yeah. a very insightful perspective, because each one makes you make a different sound. That's what I was so, thinking. Hey! Yeah, ah, it's like a symphony. 
Yeah, and so then I got on to soundings. I was like, fuck it, maybe. And then, hey, Gray, let's just leave it there. Let's go back to you finding a gun in your dad's. Yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah, I was in there because I was, I was looking for porn. Are you the only, you have a brother, right? I have a brother and two sisters. Okay. You're and the oldest? I am the oldest, yeah. Okay. And, but, yes, I ended up finding my dad's gun, and uh, I, I would, like, take it into the woods oh, and shoot it and then bring it back. I was responsible. I shot it out with the same tree. And... <laughs> I found, but one day, yeah, I was showing my friend who was just there, and I was like, look, look, and we're just looking at it, and it just went off in the house. And it was like, ooh, I, we should probably, I should probably never touch this again, because here's the worst part, and my brother's here. He was like maybe 13 months old at the time, and just in the house, right? This, this story could have been a, a terrible terrible story yeah, you Luckily, could not you could not be here right now yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so wherever you are daniel you thank me for being not that irresponsible but yeah he uh, uh it just went off there's still a hole in my in the house that like i bl- i told my parents i was trying to stoke a fire in the fireplace and just missed <laughs> And then, and then went right yeah. through the wall. And it went right through the wall. And they're like, well, the fireplace is over there. So we don't know how, how could you miss Why this Why were man? you stoking yeah. a fire by yeah. the front door? Yeah, no, but it, it, it went off and it was like one of those moments of like, oh, that could have ruined oh, yeah. everything. It would have changed your entire life. Yeah. Do you think, would, you, would you think it would be more enjoyable if when you shot a tree, the tree made a noise? Stop it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, like if Antorio, why you, do you yeah. keep shooting me? And you keep going back, and he's like, again? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, this is, I, I grew up in a suburb called Slidell, Louisiana, which, if you, the DEA, I believe, this, ch- fact check me on this, but we, I heard all my life that the DEA was very aware of Slidell, Louisiana, because I-10, I-59, and I-12 all converge in Slidell, so all these, like, Lots of dope, my entire upbringing. Really? They dump it all off there and let it trickle its way down to New Orleans, which is like a half an hour south. And Like weed, coke? or Weed, coke, everything. ecstasy. I, I, there was never a shortage of a lot of pills, a lot of barbiturates. Yeah. But there was a dude. This is what kind of town I grew up in. There was a guy, um, basically, this, I don't fucking care. I'll say his real name. This dude named Gerbil and this other kid. <laughs> Wait, you could have very easily called him hamster. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because there's Ass only one name. gerbil. Right. Yeah. You know what, though? At a certain point, it's like, ah, you know, he made his life yeah. choices. So. Yeah. Gerbil. gerbil. Gerbil, you're out listening to this, I don't this, know if buddy. he made his life choices or his parents did by naming him Gerbil. Is that his nickname? I, don't or think, the... I think that's his nickname. Oh. Oh. I don't think his actual God-given name is Gerbil Sanders. But gerbil. And, if, and, and you know what? If it is, this is his shining moment. But it was him <laughs> and this dude named Jeff. And uh, they were in a trailer park in uh, Slide, Louisiana, and someone barges in with a mask and opens fire, ends up hitting Gerbil in his back. He lives, but walks with a limp forever. The kid, Jeff, dies. They get robbed. The guy who shot jumps back into the, the car with a guy named Jimmy, who was driving the getaway car, who was the older brother of the guy, Jeff. And the guy, Jimmy, had no clue Shut that his younger brother was up. in the thing that they just robbed. He had no fucking idea that his younger brother had just been shot by the guy who he was in cahoots with, driving away with. And that's the town I grew up in. Was like, and here's the best part, everyone involved in this story, their parents are all like dentists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a fucking suffering place. It's a very affluent suburb. But it was a lot of like, man, fuck that, man. I'm fucking hard. It's like, no, you're not. 
You don't know my hood. I don't, because it's a gated subdivision. <laughs> Can't fucking get into your hood. That's the, pla- that's the place I grew up, a bunch of suburban thugs. Down. People who had no business being thugs, no reason to. Gerbil is not a thug name, ma'am. No, it's a very cute name. Gerbil took a shot in the spine. How many fucking nine millimeter shells are in your body? (laughs) (laughs) She stands up, lifts up her shirt. Yeah, a ton. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what was it like where you grew up? You grew up here. I grew up here. Wonderful city. Uh, Old Hickory. Old Hickory? uh, Yeah. Is there a new Hickory? No. Just we're named. At, it's after Andrew Jackson. His nickname was Old Hickory. So, and he is. Uh, so funny. That's what I call hermit. my dick. Nate's, oh, Nate's the same. Nate's dad's a magician. So if he. Oh have, my god! I for, if, totally if, forgot about if this. Have, if he if Nate had fired a gun into the wall, then been like, no, Dad, I was just stoking a fire. His dad would have just yeah. <laughs> retracted the bullet and been like, hmm, this looks familiar. Nate, I no? need to talk to you about drugs. What's that behind your ear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had a gun, but it was a fake gun because it was for his magic. We would just have that around. We had a lot of like, all I, we had uh, newspapers, uncut dollar bills, all stuff for tricks. Lemons, an unbelievable <laughs> amounts of lemons. Uh, silver half dollars were a, a ton of half dollars. Doves, I'm sure, and, and a rabbit. We yeah. didn't have. We had a wet rabbit once. Uh, <clears throat> doves, we didn't. He was never a dove guy. Really? Yeah, they don't really <laughs> hang out with Dove guys. No. <laughs> I went there was like a real rivalry. Like, hard guys and Dove guys don't get along. You'd be surprised. Uh, Wait, what was the first guy? <clears throat> what guy and Dove guys? Card guy. Card guy. <clears throat> Dude, yeah. good sleight of hand is fucking awesome. But your dad also dressed yeah. as a clown, right? He did when I was a kid, growing up. Uh, so when we lived over, we lived over by uh, Treveca, which is uh, here. <clears throat> and no one's from Nashville anymore. I feel like no one. Like, do y'all, Trevec is here. And, like, we could, and so we went there, and then he would do, uh, he came to our, I remember our kindergarten. My first memory in life is meeting the Easter Bunny because uh, my dad pulled up in our, we had an old red Mazda, and he pulls up, he's dressed as a clown, and he's got the Easter Bunny in the passenger seat. <laughs> and it was like a, you know, 1984 Easter Bunny. It's got a real hard head. And I remember his head was bent over because it couldn't fit in the door. And I remember he had his seatbelt on. Uh, and then my dad's as a clown. I don't even acknowledge that. That's not even a thing that I even, like, kind of pay attention to. And then you're like, oh, my God, the Easter Bunny's with my dad, you know? And then he goes and gets him out, and then we meet the Easter Bunny. And then I'd imagine my dad had to drive that Easter Bunny back home. So... <laughs> I don't think that Easter Bunny had a car now that I think about it, or he would have drove Santa himself. Santa Claus shows up in a cab, like, oh, hey, Santa. Hey. He's friends my, with my dad, dad did a, a Batman. He dressed up as Batman. He, was, he worked at, like, uh, he would work at Opryland. We used to have a theme park here. Then we, uh, at, uh, he'd work at other theme parks, and one, they gave him, like, a real Batman costume. So he came home dressed as, like, a legit Batman, like a real, and then we met so Batman. Wait, at what age did that not imp- be cool? It's, you don't ever, you don't ever, I don't ever even think of it as being a thing. Because it's like you're just born. It'd be like your kids are like, I have a daughter. You, your kids, they don't like, my daughter see, sees us on TV or something. Like it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't register. It's not yeah. like that's, it's very normal. So even writing jokes about it, it took me a long time to write a joke about it. Because I just like, it was just so normal. Like I just didn't even think anything about it. And that's all he did was just magician? Uh, he was a teacher too. So he would do like that. And then, uh. 
then he would, yeah, he would just do that. And we had my birthday party. It would be times towards the, when I was like seven or eight, where because you'd have to have guess who's going to you want a clown for your birthday? You're like, I guess I do. You know, like that was every every birthday. You just want something different. And you're like, oh, another clown. All right. And then my friends would love it, and then I would just get tired of it because I would he'd be practicing tricks. I've just seen it all. Yeah. So I remember do, getting tired of it when I was like seven or eight. We had a birthday party. And we're at a playground, and I'm trying to get kids to come play while he's, he's about to do a magic show. And they're like, why would we want to go see this magic show? Oh, like, and up. so if you looked at us from a distance, you would see a clown, kids watching him, and then one kid on a swing by himself. Lord. And it looks oh like it's a sad, like you would go, like, yeah. why don't you let that kid at least come watch that? Not knowing, well, that's his father, yeah. and he could. And this is all for him, and he doesn't want to watch it. <laughs> And your dad, I, I just followed your dad on Twitter. Your dad's still doing... Uh, yeah, he still does it. He uh, does magic and uh, been doing it forever. For, I mean, uh, 40, 50, 40 something years. I still have the playing card that was just on me. That's the trick he did with me. One of those, like, pick your card. And I was like, ah, it's not in there. It's like, look in your you know, wallet. And there it was. Wait, your dad did a trick? He did. I, when I met yeah. his parents once, and his dad did a trick to, on me, and it was like, holy shit, how did you get this in there? And he just kind of winked and, va- and vaporized. Flew away. And, Shut and up. evaporated and disappeared. I was like, I'm We opened this. a window, and he <laughs> flew out, and uh, <laughs> he, he hid on the roof for five hours until Sean left. That's behind the scenes, yeah, if right. anybody wants to. That's why to, card guys don't like dove guys, because yeah. they can turn into birds. <laughs> they don't want to be fucking... Caught, you know? They have a bunch of old, I would, and I like these are not my stories, but there's someone else like, but they're like, because I'd be, I've been around a bunch of older magicians, like you know, guys, that, and these are like guys that started in 70s, 80s. They would play. My dad played here, like in the 80s, like yeah. like you know, like occasionally, like, and they would do stuff. But they were they would have shows. Like one guy had uh, doves, and this is a story someone told me. <laughs> this guy's doing doves. He's pulling out doves out of a hat, and so like he's like making them appear. And so the crowd's, like, watching it, and, he like, they appear, and he's throwing them up in the air, and they're, like, you know, going, I mean, it just keeps coming. And he's, like, he looks at the crowd, and everybody's, like, kind of, like, no one's, like, surprised. They're almost, like, a little mortified. And then they, what he doesn't realize is there's a ceiling fan above him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just throwing doves into the ceiling fan, and they are flying behind him, and, I mean, he's murdering them. And he just keeps, he just keeps throwing them up. Ta-da! And they just keep this. Ta-da! <laughs> And he just turns around, and there's seven murdered doves behind him. That and sounds he's be, like yeah, pure he's be like, genius. Ta-da! Shut the curtains. Shut the curtains. <laughs> that's, only, that's like asking the kids to pick a card, and he picks the one that you use the night before to cut up a bunch of blow. <laughs> oh, not that one. That's, that's my special card. That's Uncle Steve's special card. <laughs> that is... What did your dad think when he saw magicians performing for black people the first time? Because that is better than magic. Yeah, guess... yeah, it's like David Blaine. The only reason he's famous is because he did it for black people, and they, and they lose love their it. fucking yeah. minds. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like a thing. I don't know. Like, oh. it was never like, you won't believe what I did today. You put any uh, art. <laughs> I don't put, remember that You day put black people home. into any art, and it makes it better immediately. yeah, yeah. 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 If you tell a joke and they like, cause they get up, they're excited and yeah. like it's fun. You're like, yeah. Oh, you make a black guy laugh. I, I, I renewable I'm... energy. What? It's a renewable. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I told a joke in uh, in uh, 
in the airport the other day to a black dude that I thought was going to get a big fucking laugh, and it did not. <laughs> what was the joke? We were walking through, you know, in L.A., Terminal 4 to Terminal 5. You can walk underneath in that little thing. Yeah, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. And they've got, inf- they've got info, little factoids on the wall. And uh, the first factoid was uh, Dutch people are the tallest people in the world. Dutch women average over 5'9". And the black guy and I just kind of read it together and nodded. And then he just looked at me. He's like, you ever, you ever been with a Dutch chick? And I was like, no. And he was like, ho, ho, yeah, they're freaks. I was like, oh, he doesn't realize what's about to happen to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking ear beat this guy for the rest of this hallway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the very next factoid is you can look at this. Is, if you, next time you walk, you'll see the very next factoid is the average annual rainfall in Phoenix is eight inches. And I go, that may not seem like a lot to you. <laughs> 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 and he didn't laugh at all. Uh, he didn't even get it. He goes, no, how do they sustain? Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just told a big black dick joke at 10 in the morning. You should be tearing your rotator's cuff high-fiving me. He just, yeah, I mean, no, seriously. How far did you have to keep walking well, after uh, that? Yeah. Uh, that is the second factoid. So, and it's, so it's long, and turns out both of us were walking to Terminal 6. Uh, so we so kept pace. Then we went to the bar, and we drank together, and I did something else that I'm not going to bring did up. Did you ever explain the joke to him? Yeah. What? Did you ever explain the joke? Were you nope. ever like, hey, man, do you get like what I did that back then? Like, <laughs> Eight inches, you know, like your long cock. <laughs> You get it now, right? I see, but I grew up with a dude named Kenny who was just like a dorky, gangly white guy who had a gigantic fucking rod oh. and was just an idiot, so would pull it out and show like black girls just so they could be like, ah! and <laughs> did all kinds. Of, he could pee over his shoulder. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. He would, he would, he would like go to parties. And stand at the like on a fence and drop his shoulder, and you saw the stream come over, and then he'd stand up and only do it for like a few seconds, but pee over his shoulder. He would put it like if you were walking, he'd come behind Dude. you and put his dick in your back pocket. <laughs> and there was enough dick to where you'd look be like, ah! And like it wouldn't just fall immediately out. You'd have wait, to like wait. Wait. It was a, it was like nine and a half inches, maybe ten inches. That's the new that Biggest. that is the new ice bucket challenge. Yeah, yeah. Can you pee over your shoulder? And yeah, says, yeah. Hey, my name is Burke Kreischer. I'm taking the pee over the shoulder challenge. I want to challenge <laughs> Tom Segura, Nate Bargatze, and Sean Patton. Here we go, guys! And I just piss on myself. I'm like, fuck! Yeah. It's just and endless you do YouTube push-ups, like you're just adding all the other stuff. In. That endless clips of people from the back, and you just hear, you just see the street. Yeah, like, just, yeah, that's the thing. You're totally naked, but you can't only see the back, and you just take your dick out, and you see someone, I'm gonna fucking do it. And it, and it turns into everyone starting dunking their head into an aquarium full of jellyfish. They're like, all right, now it's worth it. But that neutralizes the venom. Anyway. Dude, Wait, I, this, this is a, can I say, okay, this is a quick one. There was this one time, another camping story. There was like five of us. With Ken- <laughs> Kenny, basically, he stole a tent. You know those pop tents where you throw the disc and it just like, and it's yeah. a tent? He stole one from his neighbor, thinking, but, it, but then he like throws it and it unravels and it's like a little mermaid tent. <laughs> Made for like an eight-year-old girl. And we were just like, hi, you fucking moron. And he was so mad 
that's fucking with him, but then also that he'd stolen a little mermaid tent. He's like, nope, I'm sleeping in this motherfucker. And he like strips down to his underwear and forces his giant frame and zips the tent shut and like, fuck y'all. And we're like, yeah, you won that battle. And the next morning, the next like, well, actually like four in the morning, we get woken up by this cop, by this game warden, because we're like trespassing. And he's like, get up, boys, get up, get up. And he's waking us all up. There's two of us. And then... We get up, and he's like, what's in the tent? He says, what? It's a huge yeah. shock, sir. Don't open it. <laughs> I went, I was like, oh, my friend. He's, it's our friend. He's in there, Kenny. And he, the cop looks at him. He's like, your friend? And I was like, yeah, he's, he's 10, th- thinking that was funny. Yeah. So he yeah. just starts going, son, we will learn. son, wake up, Kenny, wake up. And Kenny, like, you hear him, like, jostling, but he can't undo the zipper yeah. because we're bastards. And in the night, we tied it shut from, we tied, yeah. right? We locked him in his own tomb. And then he just starts like, ah, ah, like he's fucking mad. And this was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And the cops getting nervous and like looking at us and looking at the tent. And then Kenny just like, like shreds out of the top of it like a fucking demon jack in the box. And he's got this giant, giant morning erection. And the cop. I shit you not, the cop sees and goes, hey, hey, drop it! And pulls his gun. He pulls his fucking gun. And it takes him like three seconds to realize it's Kenny's dick. And, and Kenny's pointing his heart on at the cop going, you drop yours first. I, no, instead he's just going, I'm only 17! Just hands up, big boner. And the laughter that ensued of this oh. moment of like, ha, 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 I still got to arrest you all and call your parents, <laughs> which he did. But yeah, the cop pulled a fucking gun on his dick. Aren't you glad you grew up in the South? Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I love that, like, we, uh, that we all have stories. Like, I, I grew up, I'm older than you. How old are you guys? 38. 38. Oh, you guys are 38? Yeah. I thought you guys were like fucking 32. Thanks, man. You guys yeah, should be a thanks. lot further in your career. <laughs> yeah. Not based on looks at all. <laughs> so I told you earlier that two guys, hey, can I get, can we get a round of shots? I need a shot. And then, and then, um, the, uh, Nate, I'd only seen Nate perform one time. It was at Big J's crowd work show. Yeah. And you were like, and you were like, I don't do crowd. You went up on stage, you go, I don't do crowd work. Which I thought was hilarious. And then you're like, no, re- really, I don't do crowd work. Big J, get up here. And then you and Jay did it. And I was like, I was like oh, I got to watch his stand-up. And I watched your stand-up, and I was fucking blown away. You, Ari Shafir and I were talking this morning about you. And he said he's the kind of guy that's under the radar clean, so you can work anywhere. But, you're, but you don't, I don't look at you as a clean comic at all. All right. I'll and then, take it. That's, not, that's what you want. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I watched my favorite joke of yours is, no, uh, is the... Uh, <laughs> My favorite. The rest is. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you're mm. like you're like bingeable on on YouTube. And then Sean was someone I met in. I met you for the first time in Montreal, and I went up to you. I don't know if you remember. I was hammered, and I went up and I was like, "Dude, I was that was fucking shocker." I was like, "Dude, I want to do the Call and Sick to Work tour with you." And you were like, "Great, let's do it." And I was like, "Cool." And then in my head, I was like, "One of us needs to get really fucking famous to, in order to sell a ticket, or we're just going to be." But and so and but I watched you tell a story that night at Ari Shafir's show. What was that story? That was. Did you guys hear that? Was that you? Was that you? Did you guys hear that perfectly timed? Yeah. 
Thank you, ma'am. Just, Thank you. Oh, man. I, I take that as a, a sign of uh, respect. Yeah, what was that? that story? Do you remember? I, I'm, I'm, I was fascinated well, by that I, fucking story. I do, I do remember the story, but I'm hesitant to bring it because I'm about to tell it on season four of his show. Are you really? Yeah, Wait, yeah, can, yeah, you yeah. Just give, can you just give me the log line? Basically, basically I was a fucking, it was when I was 21 years old. I was working at a restaurant in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was a fucking loser. Yes. Um, I, saw a girl, I saw a girl get roofied. Yes. And fuck, I drank fuck. her drink instead. It's such... It, look, and, I, don't, you don't have to tell anymore. But it's not a heroic story at it's all. It's so the rest fucking of it's funny. Like, and here's the human part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, cheers. Thank you very much for doing this with me. Thank you very much for having us. Oh, it's Fireball. Oh. I love Fireball. It's like oh. drinking gum. <laughs> I don't count it. I don't count it as a real drink. Oh, I need another double Tito's and soda too, please. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think what what fascinated me about you, Sean, was that you seemed to, you you seem like the guy that you'd meet at a wedding. Like th- these are the two personalities. I always break it down to the guy you meet at a wedding. Nate's the guy you meet at a wedding, and you don't want to leave his side because he's shitting on the entire proceedings, <laughs> and it's bitingly perfect. He's like, I bet her sister's a whore, and you're like. Do you know her? And he's like, no. I was like, I fucked her. Yeah, she's a whore. <laughs> Sean's the guy that all of a sudden comes out from behind the curtain when the grandma's giving the speech and he's got his tie around his head and he's like, oh, fuck. Someone meet me in the bathroom in 10 minutes. Like, it's the fuck. It's, and, and I'm the guy that is getting married in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I went to Barry Katz's wedding. And uh, fucking Bobcat Goldthwait was sitting next Ooh. to me. I'm name dropping hard as fuck. I, know, I mean, well, actually, yeah. to your average ear, everyone of the everyone knows who Bobcat Goldthwait is. But explain who Barry Katz is. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Why would I, yeah. Barry Katz was my old manager. Barry Katz would uh, fuck with your head and give you sports analogies. He's a great manager. He really is a great manager. But I don't what what it's, like he'd. He gave me this really moving speech one time. He goes, uh, Papa. I, I was testing for a sitcom. And he goes, Papa, can I tell you the story about Hideo Nomo? And I was like, please. He goes, he was a star pitcher for the Dodgers. And then he stopped being good. And they traded him to the Red Sox. And his very first game out, no one expected anything. Do you know what he did? I was like, no. He's like, he threw a no-hitter. B, Hideo Nomo tonight. <laughs> it was I mean I get chills when I think of that story and then fucking Jeff Dye said oh yeah he told me the same story <laughs> yeah. I was like fuck you're taking my thunder dreams Barry he, well, he, he, he told me that story and I wasn't even a client <laughs> we were just drunk at a festival were you with the Steinbergs too Jason yeah Jason Steinberg Evan? was the first person I ever met I was with business. them too they yeah. were the best oh they were brothers they, like, see were I remember brothers. it was just him yeah they were like these two dudes, and they at one point in New York, uh, they had everybody. They had like Burr, uh, Ben Bailey, yeah, Patrice, yeah, yeah. Uh, Geraldo, Bobby Kelly, Geraldo, Geraldo. Yeah. Uh, like everybody that was in New York. But they were like they were just like real like they were they were Jewish, but they were also his brother was like a real redneck. His dude. brother was a, Evan was his name. I Evan think. was was a, a fucking lunatic. Maniac. I did when I did live at Gotham for on Comedy Central a long time ago. I remember we were on the after party. And he comes, and he's got a, a handlebar mustache, like a 10-gallon bucket hat, uh, a T-shirt on, a cut-off sweatshirt that's tucked in. This is who represents me. So 
Like, if you walked in and said, who's your manager? Go, who do you think's going to get kicked out of here first? Because it's that guy. It's the professional wrestler in the corner. In the corner, yeah. He put my wife in a headlock at one point. It was, like, the greatest. You're like, what are you doing, dude? Like... Wait, 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 wait. This is a segment I've always wanted to do. I wanted to do this as a separate podcast, but I, the, the thing I love as a comic more than anything in the world is when comics tell their favorite stories about other comics. So, like, oh, one of my favorite David Tell stories ever. Dave, I'm, I am obsessed with David Tell. He is my favorite comic. There's no questions asked. One night, me and Eddie Ift go into Off the Wagon, and we see a Tell sitting at the bar. And we sit down, and we see a Tell, and we're like, oh, you know what? Let's go fucking hang with the Tell. And as we go to stand up from our chairs, the bartender comes up with two shots of whiskey. And he pays them. He goes, these are from David Tell. And we're like, really? And he goes, yeah. And we smile and he goes, leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> I got oh, a, that's a good Tell. I got a David Tell a good yeah, one. Yeah, I got a good Tell as well. Uh, the, the best one, because I agree, David Tell is the comic that if I could ever, I will, I'll pay to go watch him the rest of my life. I will pay to watch it's him the, the rest of my fucking life. It's the funnest comic you ever watch. It's a, a jokes. It's just, it's a, a great time. And uh, I mean, that, he's like, he's like I, I don't know how old he is, but yeah, he has the energy like, of someone who has just woken up from like a 40-year coma. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah. life! It's brilliant. It's great. Let's drink coffee and smoke cigarettes at 2 a.m. Yeah. Indoors. Yeah. He's so, awesome. He's awesome. Uh, he, uh, this, when, at the Comedy Cellar one time, and this is Insomniac, this big show on Comedy Central, is, is huge. So he would get, like, a lot of drunk guys would come up and, like, you know, be grabbing him constantly. And then, like, <laughs> so he's, uh, he's standing outside the cellar. Uh, Joe DeRosa's there. Ben Bailey's there. So he's standing there. And uh, this guy comes up like, Attell, what's up, Dave? I'm a big fan. And he's drunk, and he's grabbing him. And he's like, all right, man, all right. And Joe and Ben are watch, like sitting there. And then he's like sitting there. He goes, oh, okay, man. He's trying to get him away. And he's like, all right. And he goes, hey, have you met my two friends? Just stands there and watches it happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So the, the, if you've been to the Comedy Cellar in New York, it has a very... <laughs> Wait, which one were you? Huh? Which, what, were you no, no, there? it's not me. It's just a story. It's, oh. it's DeRosa and Ben Bailey were the two. The, he, oh. he used to do crowd work, and he'd go, oh, you guys look like a fun group. You guys look like the kind of guys that cheer on a rape. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever... Okay, the Comedy Cellar... When you enter it in New York, it's this extremely narrow, tight hallway where there's always a bouncer and a lot. You have to, when you get off stage, you enter it to go upstairs. And there's always comics there. And there's this comedian named Rob Little who's a very fucking sweet guy. He's like, but he's nice to the point where you're like, are you a cop? Why are, <laughs> like, why are you so nice? Right? And wait, wait, Rob Little, Rob Little's a perfect Rob Little. I went to get, I went to get frozen yogurt in LA with my daughters, and Rob Little was there, and he goes, he got so excited, he just sat down with us, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the fucking sweetest. He's guy the on greatest earth. guy yeah. in the world. Very funny. But very he was, funny. he's visiting uh, New York, and Attell's on stage, and he's just excited that he gets to talk to Attell, and Attell gets off stage, and we're all in this very tight hallway. And Rob Little right away is like, hey, Dave, you probably don't remember me, but oh, my God, I opened for you like five years ago in Toronto, and we talked afterwards. And Dave goes, yeah, I remember. We talked about keeping the hallway clear. (laughs) 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 And it was just fucking so funny because Rob had to just sit there and be like, "Ah, yeah, you're right. 
But man, you're a good guy, Dave. I swear to God, I want. Anyway, to do... who's got weed on him right now? <laughs> I want to do a segment where we just talk about our. Can I tell you my favorite Doug Stanhope story? Sure. Yeah. This is this is the bet. Uh, this is as a comic. This is what makes you love this man, no matter what he yeah. does, till the day he dies. He goes and does a show in uh, Iowa, and it's a big lineup. And he goes on and he does a lot of rape jokes and. So he gets a letter from a, a woman. She says, Dear Mr. Stanhope, I went and I saw your show at the Funny Bone in Iowa, and I was appalled at the material you delivered. Uh, rape jokes are not funny. Age jokes are not funny. Molestation is not funny. None of these subjects were at all humorous, especially the 9-11. It is too soon. This country is going through a tragedy. I am sorry, but I will be sending this, forwarding this letter to your managers, your agents, and the Better Business Bureau. And he writes back, and he goes, Dear ma'am, I couldn't agree with you more. What I performed that night was horrific. And I said that when I got the script provided by the club's manager. (laughs) Please reach out to the Better Business Bureau and let them know that the comedy that this club is writing for the comedians to perform is unacceptable. And then she wrote back, oh, I knew it couldn't have been you. <laughs> oh. He is, oh. he is, my, I'm gonna, one more Stanhope story. This, this is why, I, oh. I, so i going through some shit on the road. I'm just fucking falling apart. And I knew that we knew each other, but we didn't really know each other. And so I emailed him and he just writes, haha, it's called the quickening. Enjoy the road. It gets better. And then we keep in touch. I, haven't, I never really hung out with him until we'd go to do a, my podcast at my house. He had been snorting coke with Marilyn Manson the night before and then had a podcast with Bill Burr at 8 a.m. I don't know if you know this. Bill can be very intense sometimes. <laughs> and so I get a text from Stanhope. I'm ready when you are. I'm in bed. I'm ready when you are. Let me know when you can start. And I was like, uh, well, let me know when you get here. And he goes, on your front porch. <laughs> I opened the door and he looked, I'm telling you, he's just like almost shaking. And he goes, I could really use a drink. (laughs) So we go in the back, we start drinking and we start podcasting. We do three hours seamlessly, seamlessly. And he goes, I'm not done. My wife goes, but I'm making dinner. And he goes, okay, I'll stay. (laughs) He sits down with my two daughters. Now, you know what it's like being a comic and having comic friends, but the ones that you bring around your kids, you're always like, Ari has still never met my fucking kids. (laughs) Like, and, and Stanhope's like, so Isla says, my youngest is a fucking lunatic. She goes, hey, let's teach him how to play mustard hands. And it's a game our family plays. Uh, yeah. And what we do is we take mustard, we put it under the table. You either squirt it in your hand or don't, but you pass it to the next guy. And then at the end, everyone rubs their hands together, and you have to guess if they put mustard in their hands. The reason we play it is because mustard stains really bad, and my wife hates the fucking game. <laughs> So now I talk to my kids like adults. So Isla starts it. It goes around. Doug's sitting next to her. Doug gets done, gives it to her. She goes and she goes, wait, can I change mine? And Doug goes, clearly you didn't put mustard in your hands. (laughs) She goes, you don't know that. And he goes, you think I'm a fucking idiot? (laughs) He goes, how are you going to get the mustard back in the bottle if you put it in your hands? She goes, "Uh, you watch. (laughs) And then she squeezes it and goes, And he goes, I told you. And she goes, no, it's going back in. And I'm watching my daughter fight with Doug Stanhope. (laughs) 
And at one point, my wife goes, I can't believe this is fucking happening. And then he taught them how to do spit takes. And uh, they were, yeah, and then so all night, and whatever anyone said, that my daughters just spit their drinks across the table. All right. See that? Starving kids in other countries? We play games with food and don't eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Did it put it in your hand or not? Can it go in my tummy? No, that's not part of the game. (laughs) Okay. uh, Most under... Let's do a story about a comic who's fantastic, but no one... Like, doesn't get enough respect. You know what I mean? Like, there's always Uh, that comic where you're like... You're like, like, fuck, man. This guy's fucking... Like, Brian Holtzman is the one Rogan always talks about. He just destroys... Um, maybe this would have been a better question to give you guys yesterday. Yeah. What? Tony yeah. Woods. Oh. He's Tony. Yeah. He's known, but like uh, Tony Woods was. He's there very when funny. I, very when funny. I did the Tracy, been around for a long time. The, the Tracy Morgan stories because of Tony Woods. That, yeah. You know that story, right? About this PCP and the getting hit by the Walmart truck. Is that no, 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 this? no. <laughs> but that's the story. I was, I was just saying. But that was the story you were talking about. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I heard about it in the news and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Tony Woods is great. Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels is Chad fucking Daniels. exceptionally brilliant comedian. Yeah, but but lives in the fucking woods in in Minnesota. God, I want to do that. And it's still good. What's it like being the only comic in, person in the entertainment business in Nash in like in like your kid's school, Nate? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, you guys got fucking entertainment business here. You guys got a huge rednecks. Inter- or yeah, no, rednecks. Music. The fucking... Da, 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 da. Yeah. All yeah. of the, all of music. <laughs> all of music is here. Wait, but, there, got here, real quick, there was, like, this, years ago, Nate and I are fucking on this tour, and we're in the back of this van, and I'm just kind of sitting there staring out the window, and Nate's got his headphones on, and I just hear Taylor Swift... Just blaring from the fucking headphones. Taylor Swift is fucking amazing. Amazing. But I'm hearing him, and I'm just like, he clearly is fucking with me. And I just like pan over at him, and I look over. You remember this moment? And you're just fucking jamming out. (laughs) Uh, And and I'm like staring at him. And I remember he like takes the one headphone out, and I'm like, you fucking with me right now? (laughs) I was not. No. Loving him some Taylor Swift. Dude, I love Taylor Swift. By sidebar, I had a question I was going to Google, and then I was like, probably not. I was like, hey, is, can we masturbate to Selena Gomez yet? Mm. <laughs> oh, I know, I know a segment yeah. I want to play. You ready? So this is, uh, this is, I'm still trying to figure out what this show is. I like the fucking talking, but I, but I wanted to do this. So uh, if you go into your Safari, you can hit the last pages you've Googled. Yeah. And th- those are all information that I have now because I've Googled it, but you don't yet know. Okay. So you can scroll through all the things I've Googled, and if one piques your interest, ask me about it. And, I'll, and Nate, if you want, we'll do it to your phone next. What? My phone doesn't just, do this, though. It's a just any of the things go, oh, wait, what the fuck is that? And I'll go, oh. oh. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, a lot of this is very standard, you know. How do you get blood out of a... <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst Google search. I mean, oh, that's that's, that's pretty standard. Uh, let me let me defend myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran into Fred Durst. Did at, you Google this all for the nookie? No, no. <laughs> I ran into Fred Durst at uh, at Gelson's. <laughs> really? And I wanted to make sure he was from Jacksonville. <laughs> so I Googled Fred Durst, and then I looked at it, and I was like, perfect. And then I went up to walk up to him, and as he said, I saw me coming, he shook his head no, and I went, kept walking right past him. 
Wait, seriously? He like saw you come and was like... Saw me come and it was like this. I'm sure he looks at me and he's like, I know. I defined your fucking hormones at 24. I get it. I can't do this right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those... A- Amy Schumer. Ooh, let's not read that one out loud. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> this is really my history and you know what it says. Just leave it there. There you go. Uh, this was not a good idea. Let's do this with someone else's phone. <laughs> I mean, I don't, can you read that one? What's that one? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that is? No. No. Read it out loud. Read it out loud, yeah. Audrey Shepard abortion? Yep. It's a good one. Uh, Hank Williams Sr. Uh, married Aubrey, Aubrey, Audrey Shepard. They had uh, one child together, Hank Williams Jr., and then she got pregnant again but was mad at him for being on the road, so she got an abortion behind his back. Heavy shit for a fucking Saturday on a plane, huh? Yeah. Wait, wait, this is a serious one. What would happen if you didn't shower for a year? Okay. That's a, I wish there was something, way I could prove that that's real, but it's right there. Uh, I'll what? tell you. Number one, well, we shower once a day to get our dead skin particles off. If that doesn't hum- happen, fungus starts growing on us. It would gather most in our uh, genitals, armpits, and on our back. They would start getting fungus, and we would die. They would suggest people with low immune systems shower once a day. So there we go. Now you have the information. <laughs> this is a fun game. Go ahead. What's another one? Yeah. Let's do it with your phone, Nate. All right. I'll, I'll just hope. <laughs> Something. Here. Browser history. Oh, please be something good. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. The first one up. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, I'm not going to read that one because then I'll have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I still, I'm still looking Nate at Nate must have just performed in Houston. Yes. Because you really, checked yeah. the weather in Houston. Yeah, that was, that's a fun Jesus, one. you're boring as fuck. <laughs> or I'm really good. Uh, apparently you're looking to buy a house on Dorset Drive? No, I just looked at it, yeah. Hey, when you go to people's houses, do you check to see how much they paid for it? Uh, not always, but some. I, I love looking at the people. Like, so, yeah. If I go to... I mean, you got, on Burt, I found glazed bacon-wrapped crackers recipe. That's, <laughs> no need to explain, my friend. I get it. Num, num, num. <laughs> you're obsessed with someone named Lindsay Paylos. Shut up. Let's change that. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Lindsay Paylos. Both Lindsay Paylos surgery. Wait, plastic surgery before and after pics. <laughs> Am I saying her last name right? You're right. You're Who right. is that? I don't, know, I don't know who that is. She's an Instagram model, yeah. and she did my podcast. There you go. And I was, uh, yeah. I haven't released really I, I ignore yeah. Instagram you, wait, people. Click on one of those, and you'll lose your fucking mind. Um, Nate Bargatze Googled himself on the Tonight Show. Yeah, I was trying to find. Uh, I was trying to find a, a joke, and I was having to listen to an old joke because I was having to tell it. Really? You ever have to go find? All right. <laughs> You're such a dork, Nate. <laughs> the Beginner's Guide to Eating Healthy. Yeah. That's the Beginner's Guide to Paleo Diets. <laughs> Nate Bargatze. <laughs> Fucking Nate, you really are. Like, you're never going to cheat on your wife. <laughs> There's a lot. One of these just says authorization needed. Yeah, oh, that's my, that's my, po- that must be my podcast numbers. How to peel a hard boiled egg. Now oh. we're getting to the real shit. 
Dude. Yeah. Oh, is that yours, ma'am? Yeah. Are you willing to offer yours up? Yeah, but it's... Oh, yeah. oh, God. This could be good. It you, better... you, you put your fingerprints on it, Bert. Not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want The... Oh, yours is an uh, old phone. I'm sorry, you need to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know how that works. I see that there's stuff that you Google, but I, it's not like the new iPhones. You'll see. Uh, one day. One, <laughs> one day you'll one see. One of these days. <laughs> we could show, we just should give her our phone. You can see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Here, there Google was, stuff for a while, then give it back. There was, <laughs> there was, a, there was a time I was with, uh, and I think you'll get this in the South, but uh, when I was a child, I'm a little older, but uh, the, we were having dinner with this very liberal couple one night, and... Someone said something, and I told a story about the N-word, uh, how it would be put into sentences with a verb, and Wait, it would which become uh, nerd. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have a bit about that right now. But, uh, uh, and so I was saying in the South, sometimes they'd put, attach the N-word to a verb, and that would become something. And this liberal couple was like, I can't fucking believe that. And I go, no, no, no. Like, legit. Like, no, like, I'm not racist, but I heard it a bunch in my life. And they're like, yeah. there's no way. Like... You know, N-word, rigging, like that, you know, that kind of shit. You, I don't need to explain it to fucking you guys, but. <laughs> and so I said, I'm sure there's a website for it. So I Googled it and I went, oh yeah, here, I got a bunch of them. And I started reading them off. And then they got like almost too easy where it was like, N-wordly, just typical N-word behavior. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look at the website I've Googled and it's the Ku Klux Klan's website. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. We just fucked up. Got Sorry, it. sir. I'll take that back. Ah, here we go. <laughs> he thought he was oh, in his... Well, don't call them and bring them over here. <laughs> Prank caller. <laughs> Do you guys uh, know him? Okay, okay, good. Uh, just, I was going to have him escorted out. <laughs> <laughs> It looks, it looks like we're meeting in public now. Like <laughs> we're pretty. Jesus. They're getting pretty gawky. Have you ever had sex with a black chick? You asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ready? Ready? We're going to yeah. do a game. Yeah. Has Nate ever had sex with a black chick? Raise your hand if you think he has. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm going I'm to take a hard no on this. Nate. Nate. No. Oh! <laughs> Wait, don't cheer. Don't cheer. I think that's racist. <laughs> what was your experience like? Uh, it, 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 like having sex with another human being. <laughs> you didn't notice anything culturally different? It's not like different? they take their pants off and it's like, like the alien and like another vagina comes out of their vagina. Uh, I, but I grew up in Louis, like New Orleans, like outside of New Orleans, so it's like, it, like black people weren't a shock. No, I, I'm not yeah. saying that I'm like... It, yeah, I see okay, I'm like, no. what happened yes. to your skin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, no. Okay, no, yeah. It was definitely like, you're, it, it, it's in your head of like, I'm sure it was for her too because I think I was the first white guy she ever really? was with. And it was like the moment of like, You didn't feel right. like you had to perform for all of us? Absolutely. <laughs> Started bringing Absolutely. that shit like I mean, WWE yeah. style. Yeah. But if you were going to give someone yeah. to perform for all of us, Sean's a pretty good exactly. guy to send out. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. It's going yeah. to be a show. Yeah. yeah. How, how many chicks have you been with? I, I don't know. A lot. I... I, don't, I feel like, I, like if my okay, if my sexual if my sexual history were all in a bar right now, and you went into the bar, you'd be like, oh, there's people here. Yeah. You know you what I mean? Turn around and hold leave. On, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold you on. You 
like, this is a great game. If all the people you fucked were in a bar, what would you think? You'd be like, oh like, shit, yeah. they must have free wings tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine would be like Thursday happy hour, you know? Like, oh, this isn't bad. You know, there's a table, one, just one. Couple guys. You know, like, you walk in. Center. <laughs> Couple dudes, <laughs> really good-looking dudes. Yeah, I had no. I had this happen to me at, at a nine-year-old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a group of nine-year-olds wow. in the back. I, oh, I, I couldn't find you I back here. I was being hypothetical. <laughs> that this happened to me at South by last South by Southwest last month. I was at. A, I was just fucking hammered this after party, and I caught myself just staring at this woman's ass. And then stopped myself. I was like, don't do that. Don't be a creep. And then I looked back, and the, and the woman turned her head, and it wasn't a woman. It was just a petite man with a ponytail. <laughs> and so I had the simultaneous thought of, okay, I wasn't being a creep. I was just staring at a guy's ass. <laughs> and then, but I was really staring at that guy's ass. How gay am I? I should go meet this guy. Because you never know. You know, I'm open. And I went, and my, my whole plan was just to be like, hey, man, I just want you to know, you have a great ass. I don't know what that does for you. And I meet the guy, and it wasn't a guy. It was a transgender woman. So then I had this moment of being like, damn, I saw you. I was staring at the real ass inside of you. You were esoterically was, looking at it. I was looking at who you really are and your ass. If, if you're going to be a perv, be a woke perv. You understand? Be a woke yeah. perv. <laughs> Damn. And now he's in that bar that you talked yeah, and about. He's now, now yeah, he's in. And now he's got a tab going at my who have I fucked bar. <laughs> See, okay, so Sean, you're probably, I don't think you're like this, but like Nate, I would imagine you're like me. I was with two guys the other day and they were explaining yeah. how. I don't. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No, Jeez. let me finish. Let me he finish. He throw, throws me in there too. I think me and Nate can speak on this level. Yeah. I was with a couple of dudes. Yeah. And we were no, just uh, stalking like we were I in don't the union. In, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm playing a game I like to call Leaky Submarine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's what... If, yeah, uh, I'll tell you later after oh, the thing. That's, that's we're when, on the that's submarine and they're the panicky sailors and they got to plug up all my holes. <laughs> now that's eh, like a... eh, eh, eh. There's a leak up front too, gentlemen. <laughs> so... Uh, so and two in the ship's hull. <laughs> yeah, my goddamn it! I don't want to hear this. So, uh, but I was talking to two guys, and they were saying, "Yeah, yeah, man, you're just not progressive." I definitely let dudes suck my dick, and I went, and I was like, "I don't know if that's, I don't think that's a progressive issue anymore." I think that's. I was like, "I think you guys are gay, and you're lying to yourselves." And they're like, "No, it's not gay." And I was, I was the only guy, and I was like, "No, it's, I think it is. I think it, like." I understand that there's a sliding scale, but in my books, if you put 10% of a dick in your mouth, you're 100% gay. (laughs) But I would say, like, you probably are the same like me. I feel like we're more like... I feel like the three of us have a lot in common, but in different ways, you know? Yeah. Oh, like, I'm... Like, you think I'm the one who's like, I don't think you... I can tell you both right now, and it's totally cool, you know? No, but I don't think... Like, were we the two dudes you were hanging out with, and Sean was saying this stuff to you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was back. It was backstage. It was just right over no, there. No, but I feel like you, I definitely think you're similar to me. Like, you would not, 
like you'd be like, yeah, I don't think that's sliding. But I think that you're more progressive in that. You're like, I don't give a fuck what you do. But I'm still like, nah. I don't, but I also don't judge. I don't think it. I don't care about individual. Like if you fucking blow a guy once, the activity is gay. I don't think that makes you gay. You see oh, what I think saying? it makes like, you yeah. gay. I'm pretty sure. It makes you gay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't but, know if you listen to the record, it, his whole dude, point. Like, yeah. I'm not that fucking curious. Okay. <laughs> like I'm not that yeah. curious about life. Where I'm like, I wonder what it come down my throat feels like. Like you, you're, like you're going to a theme park. You want to ride everything. <laughs> I don't want to leave. What well, it's come down? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to know. Come down my throat, gross. But stick a rod right into my dick hole. Why yeah. don't you? As long as a girl's doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, hey. Toss gave me a great joke one time, and I've never told it on stage because I, I, I have a hard time taking material from people. He's like, "Take this joke. It belongs in your act." And the joke was, uh, "I want to have sex with a black chick just as long as she's never had sex with a black guy." <laughs> uh. No, yeah. man, that's uh, why. Jesus Christ. I didn't know you were going to you make Daniel Tosh seem bad, too, now. Like you, you took, I take him you down took with him me. and you down in the same one sentence. That's a great way to try out new material. No, uh, David Tell told me this joke. Yeah, Tell me yeah. what you guys think. Yeah. And they're like, not good. You're like, that's what I told him. That's why I wasn't doing it. That's why I didn't yeah. do it. I was like, fuck yeah. you, man. That's... You know what is funny? You know who, I mean, this is his hometown, Killer Bees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? I had never met Killer Bees before, and I, when I first heard the name, I seriously thought he was an urban comic, because it just sounds, Killer Bees! And I, back, I come backstage once here, and I think you were here, and I meet you, and there's this older man sitting there, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm Killer Bees. And I was like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was just a funny joke, and then he gets introduced, and I was like, oh, you're a 60-year-old white guy. <laughs> Very fucking hilarious. Super funny. They say this yeah. is the balcony that Bees built. That's yeah. Really? Because he used to come here like four times a year and sell out every See, that, single that week. Comic, yeah. I want to say with the way comedy's moving, that comic doesn't exist anymore. I'm not saying that Killer Bees doesn't, but I'm saying there was a generation of comics like uh, Jay Medicine Hat, the Raging Cajun, that would all do the rounds every quarter and they'd fucking destroy. And, and then in a weird Wait, way... Wait, the Raging Cajun? Carolyn Picard? No. But who's the Raging Cajun? Raging Cajun is John... Oh, John, oh I know you're talking John, about. John, not Witherspoon. Yeah. John, John. Bob Marley, you talking about that dude? Bob, yeah, there's... Yeah. A, but, like, and now I think the way the internet is, is, like, you, you, an internet kid can come in here and they'll dress themselves as, like, a, a panda and dance for 15 minutes. They'll, I'm not even... That's a real act. I'm not even joking. Yeah, Rocky... Dale Davis opened for him. Rocky's here. Rocky opened for that guy. He did 15 minutes. He danced like a panda... And then charged a hundred dollars per ticket, I'm not, and it sold out in record time. And then he did an hour meet and greet and met everyone. And that's—I mean, I'm not shitting on the guy's act. I'm just telling you that is—you don't—that phases out your killer bees or your Jay Medicine hat is passed away. But this is great, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> that's like you're going down looking for an ending. You're like, this is just not. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, I'm like, wow, this is no. just sounds like me bitching to myself, drunk in my man yeah. cave, going. Fuck it, you don't understand that if this is 1980, I'd be a fucking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, you, what you're saying is right, though. Like, that whole, there was someone who performed here yesterday who I, I, I heard was a real piece of shit to, like, the staff and everyone here. Who? Uh, some southern ladyhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the name of the person is, but I heard they were an asshole. I heard, I, I heard they were, they're an internet sensation who came here, who sold out, but was a real piece of shit to everyone who worked there. Well, see, they didn't. I'm sure everyone have a hard time figuring it out. Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> but I heard, but I, this is just what I heard. I'm not saying anything from my perspective. This is just what I heard. What's no. that? 
They were on the yeah. They were here yesterday performing the early show. That's just what I heard. That, and a, I heard they were a bad person. Let me see the lineup. And, let me see the oh, lineup. Not on there. But they're huh? but they're an internet sensation, and most internet sensations tend to be fucking jerks. Yeah. Hey, sorry, dude. Yeah. The internet made you, and it's also going to take you down. <laughs> oh. No, wait, hold on. Fuck, where is it? It's not... Where's this place called Zany's? Yeah, all right. That? Oh, yeah, there you go. Southern Mama, Darren Knight's Southern Mama and NNM Comedy Tour. Trying to make a colloquialism there, but... Yeah, Darren Knight's Southern Mama. Apparently, that person was not cool. Yeah, Yeah. but but I've heard that they're they're a... Internet sensation who comes up and does like I'm a Southern Mama and then are very mean to the people who work at the club. That's what I fucking heard. I mean, there was. Oh, they, if you're in the room, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. Yeah. I've heard you're a fucking asshole. I don't give a fuck. Go tell him. I'm only saying what I heard, and I hear it from people who have to work at this place that you were a piece of fucking I shit, like he's and you shouldn't be a piece of shit who work at the venues. Hey. You've made it. Chill the fuck out with hey, your 15 uh, minutes of fame. Z- if you're here, fuck you. Zany's staff is going to tell me. I don't fucking care. By the way, tell me you wouldn't want this to be your table at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Zany staff is not allowed to talk to the comedians ever again now. <laughs> no, it was and it wasn't. They weren't telling me this specifically. It was just what they I. They told heard. someone else. Yeah. Who then I told. was just listening. I love that. I love I that. I, that's the thing that you love the most is when you find out comics are pieces of shit. We share it with each other, and we're like, well, Fuck. like, dude, we're talking about fame, like every. We're bringing up guys like David Tell, who like changed the game. Yeah. Bill Barr, and these are like craftsmen, and they're still fucking good people. They're still like 20, 25 years in, still will shake your hand, still will know your name, still will never be an asshole to anyone. And you're telling me someone who got fucking big off YouTube deserves to be like, fuck y'all, you, bring, you get me here on time and I want a tray of food, wait, I don't know what they actually said, but hypothetically, <laughs> that's what like, we just, just because you yeah. pop off on fucking YouTube doesn't give you the right to be an asshole when there are people who've actually put in time, who are actually talented and skilled, who, and they're not assholes. That's what I'm fucking saying. Like, yeah. you don't get to be a dick just because you sell out. You know? Well, I, I mean, th- I tell you yeah. right now, I, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I think that what happens is, you, I, I know for me, I worked my way through the club system in New York, through the club system in LA, and then through the club system on the road. And you'd hang out with Attell, and he'd say things to you like, I remember he sat me down and he was like, here's the deal. You're funny, but they're not going to notice that. You're not that kind of funny. He's like, uh, he's like they'll, definitely, they'll definitely notice how much your, your people drink at the club that weekend. So make sure you have a drink on stage because your bar sales will be up and they'll bring you back just for that. And I went, I heard it as fucking gospel. And I, and I was like, done. And I fuck every time. I was always cool with the staff. I was always like fucking drinks on stage. I could use another shot, by the way. Uh, <laughs> And I, you, this sounds silly. I think a lot of guys, like, when I did Letterman, I was like, that's, I, it was great. But I remember the be- most proud I've ever been in this business is I walked into Philly on an early show Saturday and at Helium, and they're panicked. And I go, what's the matter? And they go, 
we didn't even fucking realize it. You guys have drank us out of alcohol. And I went, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. I've yeah. made it. I've made it. Yeah. I was like, wow. And they're like, we're waiting for our Heineken supplier. Tito's is on their way. Like, and I was like, fuck yeah. Like, that is the, but those little victories, you know, like when a club owner says, you're fucking funny. Those are what matter to us. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to other well, people. Dude, even like Chappelle, who's Chappelle, when he walks into the cellar or somewhere and like is about to bump you. And do an hour and a half or longer. We'll still give you like the that's cool. Yeah, is that cool? Dude, we'll still give you a, like the that's all right, right? Like, and you're like, I have of a course, good Chappelle. Yes, but the coolest moment I saw in, in New York was at the Comedy Cellar. So I moved there in 2004, Boston Comedy Club. I started there. Like, you started the Boston Comedy Club? Yep. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Can I tell you something really sidebar? I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to claim this. I know this isn't accurate, but the whole uh, barking system exploded and got popular because I barked there for six months and got a development deal with Will Smith. I moved out to LA. I came back to New York and there were like four fucking barkers at the Boston and everyone was like, this one kid pulled me into the back, in the back corner, you know, by the bar and he goes, I just want to let you know I heard that you got a deal, and I want to do the same to you. And then he's just like real close to me, and in my head I thought, I wonder if I kissed him right now, <laughs> if this conversation would end. Yeah. But it's so cool. Like I didn't like. I remember uh, Bob, uh, Bill, 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 uh, Bill, Bill, fucking Cash Cab. Oh, Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey. Stephen. 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 God damn it. British guy. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Martha, 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 a uh, guy who does uh, that's, uh, Louis C.K. <laughs> you had it right there. <laughs> ben Bailey, Judah Friedlander, and, and Jordan Rubin sat me down at Off the Wagon, and they were like, dude, you need to not bark. That is not yeah. how a comic can succeed. And then when I came back, and then to see Pete's thing, I didn't realize that was all you guys. I started, I got, yeah, Pete got me barking there. That's fucking insane. Yeah. St- I still have the flyer I used to hand out. Wait, did you hand out my flyer with Louis Schaefer in the center? And then no, he was already gone. L- okay, Louis I was Louis Schaefer. I was, I was Louis Schaefer. Yeah. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. But I was there. Yeah, this is why like, a podcast no is cares. good and a live podcast yeah. can get uncomfortable. No. Yeah, <laughs> but they have. Uh, so the story. So it's like, yeah, you'd be down there. You'd see every Chappelle would come in. This was his show, like 2000. Uh, so his show is still going right before it, uh, it ends. And uh, we used to, he used to come in. He'd come up in front of eight people. We'd have eight people in there. And he'd walk in and, like, do it. And then you'd go outside and say, Dave Chappelle's on stage. And then it'd be 200 people. Yeah. Like that. You could just get any – like, it was just insane. So, but the coolest one is – so Chappelle, this is when he started doing, like, three hours on stage. Like, that kind of was starting. And so he'd go to the cellar. He'd be on stage. He'd bump everybody. And everybody would just – all the comics would just go home. And it's like Norton, Jay, like, you know, all those guys. Yeah. Like, and it was just like – everybody's fine with it. Chappelle's huge. So it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, he's allowed to do that. And then uh, one day he's doing all that. He's been on stage for an hour. We're kind of – I'm down there watching. And then Tell – David Tell walks downstage. And Chappelle's on stage and sees David Tell and then goes, oh, what's up, Dave? He's like, did you go up? And Attell was like, no. And then Chappelle goes, all right, good night, everybody, and got off the stage to let Attell go on. And I, that right. was the coolest moment because it was like the respect because he's bumping everybody. Yeah. But the respect that he showed David Tell, he's not exactly. going to bump David Tell. And, and Chappelle is way and more was famous. still nice than to the like, staff. Yeah. Still, yeah. yeah, still great, like, but it's still, yeah. Still nice to the staff. Uh, and that's I need how, another round of shots. I need another round of shots. Oh, that's uh, how Mama, uh, whoever got started. So, uh, I wish that, uh, this so my favorite one, uh, really, uh, this isn't my favorite. Maybe I shouldn't. Oh, ah, uh, fuck it. So, uh, <laughs> when I was working the door, uh, two things. This is, I think this one's just a funny story, and then I'll tell you the other one. 
uh, my first day of working the door, my dad, it was my 26th birthday, my dad called me up to tell me what a piece of shit I was. And then, and then gave me this speech about how I had no humility. I was raised affluent and I didn't have humility. I didn't know how to work for anything. And so, you know, white privilege. It, I believe in white privilege. I think it's real. But <laughs> for me it was. Anyway, so he goes, go to the club and you get yourself a fucking job there. And so I go... Over those two nights, I get a job. My first night barking, I'm out front with Patrice O'Neill, Bobby Kelly, and Jim Norton. Now, Patrice O'Neill, uh, yeah, well, that was just a Monday back then. <laughs> now they're all famous. Back then, they were just yeah. Patrice, Bobby, and them. Patrice O'Neill used to love catcalling. <laughs> I know that you're not supposed to catcall anymore, but man, he fucking loved catcalling. And he's sitting on the street, and a girl walks by. This is my first night. Yeah, bring him up. Um, this is my first night. <laughs> This is my first night uh, chasing my dream of comedy. And then, uh, cheers, gentlemen. Thank you once again. Cheers. Cheers. And Patrice sees a girl walk by and he goes, Damn, bitch! You got a fat ass! And the girl looks at him and walks away and he goes, Learn how to take a compliment! And I go... And I say to Patrice, I go, I think you're doing it the wrong way. And he goes, no, that's just how, that's how we interact. And I was like, no, 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 no. I go, watch. This is my fr- I don't know. I know them because I've hung out of the clubs, but I don't know them like friends. And so a girl walks by. She's in high heels, uh, like a business skirt and a blouse. Beautiful. Older than me. I was 26 at the time. She walks by and I said, you look like you've had a rough day. How about I buy you a glass of Merlot and we talk about it? And she walks past and ignores me, and Patrice laughs. And then she stops, and she comes back. She goes, you know what? I'm going to take you up on that glass of Merlot. And I went, I was joking. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what? And I go, I "I just got this job. This is my dream. I want to be a comedian. I'm I'm sorry. I I, I would like to, but I got to work. I... And I kept going, I just got this job. And then Patrice and Bobby are going, it's just a spot. And I go, no, 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 this is everything. And Patrice is like, bitch, I'll get you drunk. And and she was like, no, and walked away. (laughs) Dude, I got tons of great Patrice stories. Holy shit. Dude, but uh, one time Chappelle's on stage at the Boston. This is not, he was famous, but he wasn't famous. He had just done Robin Hood Men in Tights. So he's on stage and he's fucking hammered. And by the way, I'll stand by this story. I know sometimes when you tell stories that long back, everyone's like, that never happened. Uh, this happened. <laughs> they all fucking happened. And he's up on stage, and he's joking about cigarettes. He's like, he's like I, they market these to black people. You don't realize that, but they do. And by the way, this is fucking 18 years ago. I don't think anyone really wrapped their head around the way they marketed cigarettes to black people. And he goes, next thing you know, they're going to come out with fried chicken cigarettes. <laughs> And, and so and it doesn't get a big laugh, whatever. So he moves on and he keeps drinking. And then a guy in the front row is smoking a cigarette and Chappelle's out. And he goes, hey, man, can I get a cigarette? And the guy goes, yeah, they're fried chicken flavored. <laughs> Dave forgets that he tells that joke. He goes, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy is now, I'm watching the guy. Because I'm working at the fucking club. I'm watching the guy and he goes, they're uh, fried chicken flavored. <laughs> And then, he, and then he tags another part. He goes, grape Kool-Aid? <laughs> Dave doesn't remember he said any of this Jesus. and goes, fuck you. And literally the guy's like, no, man, I, I think you'd get it, right? And he goes, because I'm fucking black. And he's like, oh, God. And you watch this guy. Jesus. And I am not lying. One of the biggest fights I've ever seen in a comedy club breaks out. 
Because this guy, at one point, the guy's like, fuck you, I'm a grown man. You're not going to, I'm doing your joke. You're drunk. You don't remember it. Three guys, Godfrey Danshima jumps up on stage. Chappelle, Tony Woods, Mike Epps. Everyone's fucking brawling. And I'm just going, where's fucking cell phones then? Like, <laughs> I would be famous going, I'm getting a landscape shot of this. Yeah, Chappelle's, I think Chappelle's awesome. You didn't, you didn't have your VHSC? <laughs> have it ready. Blame technology. You should have always had a fucking handicap. But, you never know. Guys, hold on. All right, go. This is how bad technology's gotten, how, how adverse we are, or good we are at it. Ben Bailey asked me to tape a set for him back then. Bill? You mean Bill? Bill? I put the VHS in my hand and held it the whole time, and I shook. <laughs> it was shaky as fuck. I was just going. <laughs> All right. God damn. How much time have we done? Does anyone know? An hour and a half. Uh, yeah. Have we? Yeah. There's a 235. Yeah. Oh, I think an hour and a half is good for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> does anyone have any? Oh, we got to do two things. Questions? What? Does anyone have any questions that they'd like to ask? Yes, ma'am. Uh, oh, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you yell it out, and then I'll repeat it. Do I remember you? Oh, I love it. Wait. It says fight like a yeah. girl. Yeah. You got, wait, hold on. You have cancer, right? Yeah. I hope she does oh now. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you want to hear, oh, my God, in Cincinnati? Oh, you want to talk about, yes, I definitely fucking remember you. I definitely fucking remember you. I'm going to tell the story. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm going to tell the story. So she I'm on stage, me. Cincinnati Funny Bone. Off to the right are four women, and they're all wearing the same color shirt. It's that shirt right there. Yeah. I don't realize that it's about cancer. I say, are you guys here on like a family reunion or something? <laughs> and, and they just simply said, reunion. they simply go, no. And then I went, oh, well, you guys are. And then like an idiot, not th- I go, oh, do you guys have cancer? <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, yeah. And I go, oh, that's cool. And my brain's going, bail, bail, bail. Yeah. <laughs> And I go, uh, are you guys, is any of you guys dealing with it right now? And they're like, yes. And I went, oh, cool. <laughs> and she stands up. She goes, yes, I'm battling it right now. And I go, but it's going good? She goes, it's rough. And I went, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear to God, this is one of the most in- interesting things ever. And I go, so what kind? And she goes, it's breast cancer. I go, how's it going? She's like, not good. And I was like... <laughs> By the way, it's Sunday night. It was a Sunday night because it was all black people in there. <laughs> and, and she's like, and I go, uh, but you're going to come out of it, right? She goes, I don't know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I said, can you drink? And you're like, I can. Yeah. And, uh, and I go, well, can I buy you a shot? And you're like, yeah. And I go, is this going to be bad for you? And you, she go, you go, I'm putting chemo in my fucking body. <laughs> I think a shot I can deal with. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's. Can you get her a shot for me and get me a shot? So. Uh, Wait here, Bert, Bert, Bert. I got. I didn't. T- I took a sip of mine, but this is. What you know? I, I can't. I, day drinking's bad for me. No, why? Because I will not called, be functional in two hours. I need. A, I'm. By the I, way. I know. I took a sip of that one too, but. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking, why do you get fucking mad when someone doesn't want to day trip? All right, I have a fucking problem, chill out. <laughs> yeah, and I quit.
show for a reason. God damn it. I quit the fucking show. Yeah, I, I hosted a show called Best Bars America. I quit because I was going to fucking die being drunk. People are like, it's your dream job. You try being drunk for 14 hours a fucking day and trying to be professional on camera. You think, you, everyone thinks like, I can do that. Do it for a week. Do it for a week. And forget where you are when you wake up in the hotel room. Like, I don't know where I am. And you have to put your phone in a fucking military time so you can remember if it's a.m. or p.m., all right? Oh, my God. Please I, tell me that's in your act. That is the greatest fucking thing act. I've ever heard. I just... No, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait. Hold on. Uh, so, I have another shot. Hold on. I, I have an idea. Set. I have a... Uh, can I pitch you a, uh, a video series that you do? That I would like to see. It's called it's called Lollip- lollipop in, lollipop out. No, no, it's called time. Let's call it let's call it time out for the lollipop. So what you do is you start with a subject. It's like a one minute thing because I love when you lose your shit. It, it is my in, most enjoyable thing when you start going no no. You very simply start every sketch with you taking a lollipop and put it in your mouth, and you go. I saw they dragged that Asian guy off the plane, and then you go pull it out you go time out for the lollipop what and you fucking go and then you rent and at the very end you go time in for the lollipop and you put it back in <laughs> I would pay fucking money you start very casually <laughs> I heard they pull that Asian guy off the plane and then you just pop it out and go time out for the lollipop <laughs> and you fucking so I, anyway real quick yes ma'am let's do it hold let's on, go how's, back by the way this is what's wrong with me doing crowd work how's your cancer yeah this is why I don't do crowd work yeah, yeah. What? I'll do the shot. I'll do the shot with you. We're up Hang here on, doing our thing, thing, living our dreams. Hang on. And you're you get you're to in remission? To live yours. It's been 11 you years. Better. 11 years? 11 years. Fuck 11 yeah. Years. Congratulations. I'll do the shot with Wait. you, lady. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. The best part of this story is I failed so poorly on stage that night that I brought her on stage, and what did I do at the end? And I, I said... We'll be friends for life. And I said to you, take down my phone number. And I did, and I called you, and, and you I did. Oh. Oh. oh, you Hold piece on. of shit. Hold on. You piece I of shit. You the first time you answered. And you, I called and uh, I said, uh, hello. And he said, your wife said, who is it? And he said, it's Peggy from Kentucky, bitch. You said that. <laughs> yes. And, then I, and uh, I met you in Louisville. Yeah. And we went up there. And you, we sat and we drank. We drank. We had uh, the best time and but i called you this week but you didn't answer well i didn't it's been fucking 12 years wait a since second I saw you last <laughs> hey to be fair i texted him and he didn't answer did you are you serious did you change your number I didn't, uh, wait a minute not, guys no, hold no, no. on hold on 12 time years. out for the lollipop <laughs> you didn't fucking answer you piece of shit you fucking bastard all she wanted was your voice i told her i told her that night i said yeah, i did answer one time one time we talked on the phone Friends for Life. Friends for Life. He wrote it on a CVD and he gave it to me and I called him. I he made you pay you for he it. He answered the phone. I thought it was Domino's in California. But he answered the phone and I, I met him. He's been perfect. I've loved this man. I I s- Remember my tit? Remember? Hey. Yes. You did. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we all agree. Show and us. <laughs> I want to be like Eric Estrada. Remember? And you put it on Twitter. You saw my boob. 
And I told him, I said, if I die, make sure you put this in my coffin because he signed my boob and I've got it in a case in my closet. And my kids know that if I die, it better go with me. I said to her, in all fairness, I did such a poor job at crowd work that night. I gave her my phone number. I said, listen, if you're ever going through a dark spot and you feel down, I owe you this. Call me and I'll cheer you up. And yeah. she did call one night. So I remember I was in my backyard and I just started doing my act in the phone. And you're like, uh, I got to go. I'm bad reception. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're still alive. Yeah, glad you are. <laughs> yeah, I really am. You know, I've told that story about us before to other places and I'm so glad to see you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, let's hope. I'm going to die of a stroke. Oh, fuck you and your... Time out for the lollipop. Wait, what was the other... We should wrap this up, but what was the other thing we were about to talk... Anybody else have any illnesses that... Oh, any questions? Yes, sir. You have a question. Here, 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 here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, it was for Sean. It was uh, with his uh, show that he used to do. It was like, what was your favorite bar in Nashville? We didn't come to Nashville. We didn't come to Nashville. No. They, they, we, we, the, the show ended before we got to come to Sean, Nashville. Sean, get into why you really quit. Hey, wait, 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 wait. What's your favorite bar in Nashville? Uh, Actually, we, the place we went last we night was, was awesome. Yeah. We went to Kung Fu Saloon. It's a yeah. new bar. And if you haven't, Nashville's changed completely. It wasn't like you used Kung to not Fu go Saloon? downtown. Like, Is it all Asian people behind the bar? Huh? Like, Only <laughs> Asian people. It's a little people go. That's a bit much. They go. Uh, it's got skee ball and uh, they have like a cornhole yeah, outside, like an outside. It's like a fun. Uh, what's place. that fucking place that's here? That's like a double wide trailer that does karaoke. <laughs> all right. There was, there was one night after a show. What? The, the, one, the one that's like, there was one night after the show here, a bunch of comedians were like, yeah, let's go do karaoke. Ha, ha. Because we like to go and be assholes and sing like Lisa Loeb songs and ruin the night. And we get there and everyone doing karaoke is like fucking Carrie Underwood, like a beautiful voiced. Like, and we're like, never mind. Let's just sit this one out and not ruin this fucking beautiful. Like we sat there drunk, like cheering. That's how good the karaoke was at that place. We were like, oh my God, sign them someone. And there were, I think, record execs there as well. Checking. That was a good uh, show, be, uh, Best Bars in America. It was you and Jay Larson, right? Me and Jay. The only hard part would be hang, having Nate. to hang out with Jay every day. Jay, yeah, I did it Jay was like a dad. I learned a lot from that day. Jay's a great guy. He's a great guy. man. Uh, was fuck on crap episode. feast. Um, but that was the thing. People always say, like, how could you quit? It's like, it's not like we're drinking. We were drinking nonstop and that's having what, fun. Can I tell There's you, like can three I... hours of come down no, between, can... and then now you're sober again, and then you got to start drinking again. The best... And you have producers constantly being like, hey, you got to ask if the bar's made out of maple or oak. And now you're shit-faced, so you're like, I'm not asking if the bar's made out of fucking anything, you twat. And, and... Then you realize, oh, contractually, I have to do that shit. And then they're like, hey, you know what would be funny if you guys left now and came back in and then ordered tater tots and ate them together like beauty and like the two dogs. And we're like, that doesn't even like make sense. You can't eat tater tots like spaghetti, you piece of shit. What and was then, the what was the bar? Then you got to sober up again and do it. Again. It's not it's not like it's fun for 14 hours. It was work and you're drunk and your liver's hurting. And you can't remember your fucking birthday. I and need another uh, double Tito's exactly, and soda. Yeah. yeah. Wait, can I tell you? But you were, Jay you was were, off. Jay was an amazing person. To you work. were great hey, on that show. What was the bar made out of? 
that bar, that was uh, mahogany, turns out. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, well, you know what? I'm glad you asked. And the producer goes, yeah, you are. He goes, is it the, uh, you're not meant for that kind of TV, in all honesty. Well, I, and I'll, I'll you're not paid. meant for TV. Here's, <laughs> just, just say it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was one bar we do in L. This is what it was like. The producer got a real rabbi and a real priest to sit next to Jay and I at this bar. And we notice it. And we're like, what is this shit? And then they step in. They're like, you know, it's like the joke. Like a priest and a rabbi walk into a bar. Now you guys can just like run with that. And Jay and I are like, are you fucking kidding me? And Jay was so good at this. They were like, the producer was like, it's funny. You know, it's funny. And Jay goes, I've been a professional comedian for over a decade. There's absolutely nothing funny about this. (laughs) And then so they were like, you know, just run with it. Do the joke. So instead of doing the joke... Jay and I just had a real in-depth, deep conversation about religion. Which is 10 million times funnier. Exactly. 10 million times funnier, but they cut the whole thing out of the goddamn episode because it wasn't their idea. That was another problem. Here, look, let me tell you something. I grew up, I made my bones in that, in the birth of that style of television that you did. So I experienced a part that you'll never fucking experience where it was the literally the balls of producers going, we can script this, right? And so they would do stuff like that. So one day I go, I'm doing a TV show to find the world's best dancing dog. <laughs> By the way, I remember saying to the production team, we had dinner that night and I go, let's make this good. I, let's hope it gets picked up. And the, the producer, Doug Wilson goes, really? <laughs> He goes, don't you just kind of want to do a good enough job that they hire you again, but not good enough that they pick it up? And I went, what do you mean? And he goes, do you really want to be looking for dancing dogs for 10 years? I was like, oh, fucking good call. (laughs) So they do this thing where we have to go to, I got to find a judge for this dancing dog contest. So they got a lock on this guy who's an old farmhand who lives on a ranch. What I got to do is I got to negotiate my film crew to find this guy so they go what you're going to do is you're going to knock on barbara's door barbara's going to answer the door you're going to go hey i noticed you have little dogs and she's like oh they're actually horses but don't worry i got a farm hand and then you're going to meet the guy and then when you meet him you'll go oh you should be a judge i go that seems like a lot of steps like and they're like trust me it'll work so i go okay great very beginning i go why do i knock on her door and they're like what do you mean i go i mean like i'm just walking up to a door and knocking on it like am i looking for something and they're like no, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Just knock on her door. And I go, yeah, but I, I mean, I feel like, why would I fucking drive up to someone's house and knock on their fucking door? And then she goes, hello. And I go, hey, do you have any horses or whatever? They're like, you're overthinking this. You're overthinking this. So I go up. I knock on her door. I swear to God, Barbara opens the door and goes, you must be Bert. And I go, how would you know that? And she goes, aren't you looking for Rick? And I went, no, that's... And they go, hold on, let's take this again. Barbara, we're going to start all over, but we'd like you to give a little, like, give Bert a little, like, make it hard for him to get this information. And she's like, okay, I got it. So I go up, I knock on the door again, and she doesn't open. She goes, who is it? <laughs> I go, it's Bert. She goes, I don't know you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so they're like, Barbara, we're going to take it one more time. And so we go up again. I knock on the door. Barbara answers the door, and she goes, hi. And I go, hi, I'm looking for Rick. <laughs> and she's like, he's back out, back. It's a homeless guy that lives on her property. 
Okay? Oh, it's, a, it's not a ranch hand. It's a homeless guy. And we meet him. He's naked, showering under a hose next to his RV. <laughs> oh, we got to take this again, Rick. You're not supposed to be <laughs> He is naked, full hog out. And he's like, oh, give me ten minutes. There's a barn next to here. And as we pull up with our film crew, the barn doors open. And it's a Mexican guy. And he sees the film crew. And he goes, oh, you must be here to see the horses fuck. <laughs> And I turn around and I go, yes, we are. <laughs> I make a beeline with my crew into the barn, and it could not have been more produced better ever. There's a guy stroking a horse's cock to keep it hard. This is, you know horses. He is stroking his cock to keep it hard, and then they pull the girl out. Her tail's t- tied to the side, and her vagina is winking and making a... Wait, this is a horse or a... A horse. Two uh, horses. You just said a girl. Yeah. A girl horse, girl like, horse, girl horse. They a girl out and her vagina's doing that. I'm like, and then she should have called the cops. They pulled it and I, I'm literally, I'm producing better than I've ever produced. I'm like, are we getting audio on that pussy? And the, my boom mic guy's like, yes, we are. I got it. I'm like, no one shake hands with that guy. They put the male horse on top of the female horse and literally three pumps... The horse goes, and comes, gets off, walks out, and I walk in frame in front of the female horse. It goes, turns out I do fuck like a stallion. <laughs> Gold. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Uh, last thing I'm going to do. Is there any more questions? Any more? This is running long, but is there any more questions? They're going to... Best Joey Diaz. You guys know Joey Diaz? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know him. Yeah. Yeah, I know Joe. I Joey Diaz has too many good. We'll go ahead. Yeah, I don't really have any. I mean, because he's just like a myth that like m- fucking just appears, goes on stage, tells the craziest tale you've ever heard, and then disappears into the night. I don't really know him personally. Dude, Joey Diaz he is, seems like an awesome man. He is the single greatest human I've ever met in, this, in a comedy sense. Meaning, like he, when he's not t- trying to be funny, he is ten million times funnier. Yeah. Like he, one one joke. I don't know if he told on a special or not. But it's my favorite thing he ever said. I said, real casually, I go, how was prison? And he just went, dog, if you think black people are allowed in the movie theaters. <laughs> and I fucking lost. I mean, like, it's, he's just such a, he gave my dad marijuana for Easter, two Easter, three Easter's ago. And he goes, you're seeing the devil's dick tonight, Mr. K. He's one, he's one uh, of the funniest. He comes over, and then with the crazy part, he comes over. I was really drunk this last Easter, like really drunk. Couldn't function using my eyes, and I passed out my closet. <laughs> and I come out of my closet after an hour nap, and, and Joey, Joey Diaz looks at me and goes, Oh, Mr. K went deep today, huh? <laughs> and he goes, Were you hunting for Easter eggs back there? <laughs> he's just the fucking greatest. Uh, any more questions? Perfect. I'm going to do something. I do this every show. Uh, I've been doing it a lot, and I, I think I love the staff here. I'm no Southern mama. Uh, I do a thing called the Wait Staff Raffle. What I ask you guys to do is go into your pockets, pull out a dollar. If you have a dollar, that's great. If you don't, don't worry about it. If you have more than a dollar, we are welcome that. I get 20s a lot. I get fives. And just reach into your pocket, I'll pull out a bill, and pass it forward. If you're in the back, if you're in the top, you want to come down, walk it down, that's fine. I will take all the servers' names, and I will put them in a bucket, and then one server will walk with probably $500. Yes. From both of us? <laughs> so we could use a bucket, and all the servers uh, get your name on a piece of paper. And, uh, and it, will change, it will change their month. It will give them breathing room. You can pass it to Nate or Nate Sean. I, Nate and I are putting up... Uh... 
What are you guys putting 36 up? 36 between two of us. All right, I'm going to throw 20 in as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know if you know what it feels like. Anybody have... going for the door right now, stop them. They might have grabbed a handful. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they might have been like... Walk it down. <laughs> if you want to come from the balcony, feel yeah. free. No worries. Thank and you. walk it up. Pass it to one of the three of us. I hate that wait, Nate wears hats and he's got a great head of hair. Thank Bye, you, brother. Andy. Thank you. Oh, here, I'll throw it in Nate's. Here, all right, all right. here Sean, you take that. You go. You work that side all of the right, room. I got this side over here. What? Fuck, fuck. Watch it. There we go. Here you go, Nate. Anyone else? Thank you. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, there she is. Money train. Money train. Thank of you, course. Sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't need the money. I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a meet and greet afterwards. Uh, right around there, I think. Yeah. What's up? Tom. He's lost weight, but he's got a lot more skin. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Tom's tits lost their integrity. So when he takes his shirt, it looks like a car door. Oh, nice. Looks like a car door driving with his doors open. Did everyone in the top get to give? Do you guys want to give? If you guys gave, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. What's that? All right. We got it? What do you, we got more? Is there more coming? There's more coming. Hell yeah. Here, let me give my, I'll put my money in. I'll throw 40 in. So uh, I'm going to ballpark it. I'm going to ballpark it at probably 400, 500 bucks. Uh, let's do this. Wait, staff, did you write your names on a piece of paper? What? Okay. Jesus Christ. How fucking hot can a person be? Like, I mean, it doesn't seem fair that I, I married my wife without ever seeing what she looked like. What's the matter? Oh, you're checking the names? Those are all the servers? So we're good? That's everyone? By the way, this, all this damage on this table is just me. Yeah. Ooh, looks like we got a lone soldier. Okay. So hang on, hang on, hang on. You guys are rookies to this. I'm going to show you how to really do it, okay? Ready, Sean? What I'm going to do is I'm going to take these names. Jesus, this is... Because what happens is these get wet like this, and sometimes you can't get them. I'm going to throw them in the air, and like a ninja, you're going to grab one out of the air. do it. (laughs) Now, if you grab two, we take those two, and we throw those in the air. Okay, here we go, here we go. Are you ready? (laughs) By the way, by the way, if you want to record this, please record this. Post it to your social media. I'm agile for a fat guy, all right? (laughs) You realize I'm putting all my eggs comedically and career-wise into their two baskets. Because I know they're both more talented than me than I'm just hoping to God one of them becomes... All right, here we go, here we go. Ready? For the waitstaff raffle. Call and stick to work show. Nashville at the Wild West Comedy Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Jade. Jade? Jade. Jade? 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 Get up here, Jade. Hello, Jay. 
Come on in, in between me and Sean. Jade. Nate has your money. That is all yours. Yeah. And a $10 gift Thank card. You. Gift card. It's a $10 gift card. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank See, this is God. my favorite part. Is it? You, you seem a little emotional. Why? Yeah, because this is really nice. Like, I definitely need this right now, so thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Hold on, hold on. Why, why, this is why I do it, is because hopefully people see it and they go, fuck, next time I go to birth show, I'm going to throw some fucking cash in it. What, where's this money going to find itself in your life? Abortion. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no. I don't know. I have no idea. That was a wild guess. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so my 21st birthday is next week. Oh, shit. So, and I was planning to go on a trip, so now I can go. So thank you. I'm going to Hawaii. Thank you. Oh, oh. oh. she's going to fucking Hawaii. Yeah. Wait, where are you going in Hawaii? I'm locked in in Hawaii. What are you? Where are you going? Um, Oahu. Let me let me set you up with the North Shore Shark Adventures and go swimming with sharks for the serious? day. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to definitely have to pay for it, but I'll give you their number. <laughs> what, I lo- what I love is she's the 20-year-old staff member. There's the 30-year-old staff member right now. Like, I got actual bills. <laughs> I got real shit. She's blowing she's this in Hawaii. in Hawaii. Time out for the lollipop. Hi, man. <laughs> Time out for the lollipop. What? <laughs> I, don't I don't even know what to be mad at. There's nothing. Hey, hey, You guys hey. are awesome. You, I wish we could all give you all $500 in a hat. Thank you so, 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 so much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Jade. Thank yeah. you. Jade, congratulations. That's your cash. Enjoy it. Have a great time in Hawaii, and I'm being serious. North Shore Shark Adventures, it's all over. Uh, what you do is you go there early in the morning. You go swimming with sharks. They get all these, uh, these. Uh, they got like, there's 20 fucking sharks. You're in a cage. Are you getting Sometimes, paid right now for plugging no, this? No, no, no. This is... <laughs> This is the shrapnel that was my career for seven years. Is I can tell you anything you want to know about anywhere in the world except for fucking Nashville. So, uh, but yeah, you go out, you're in a cage, it's 100% safe. The, the sharks are as big as like a fucking pickup truck, and it's amazing. And sometimes, if you're at the right time of the year, whales swim by. I took my daughters out there, and a whale swam by them, and they, and they fucking lost their mind. Then you go to Matasiahu, uh, Mat. Masa, uh, there's a, there, there's a there's a Hawaii there's a Hawaiian, you know all you guys go on those Hawaii vacations what's yeah, he talking about it's uh you might as well join it's it's in in Haleiwa Harbor but you go you get it you get a shaved ice and you have them pour milk over the top beans on the bottom I'm trust me I'm gonna take care of this tonight I'm gonna set you up with it and it is gonna be the best this is birthday. a segment called That's conversation that could happen back <laughs> there. <laughs> This is the you can stop listening to this podcast now portion. <laughs> All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Jade. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much, Jade. Thank you. All right. I need the hat back. Oh yeah. Just let me have that. No, just go out. Go throw it in there. I hate that you wear hats hat and you have there. a full head of hair, Nate. Just throw it in there. Oh, yeah. Here, you want to see how big my head is? Put this on your head. Jesus Christ. Wait, let it me see. Like, I feel like it might fit it's like a my big head. Head, yeah. No, I have the biggest head you've ever fucking seen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big head. It's like if you get an autograph from a baseball player and you do that. Yeah. It's That's an eight. full eight. It's an eight. Yeah. It's a an full eight. eight. Yeah. I got a big dick, too. Wait. Eight inches? La- Wait, you want to see my dick? Hold on. No, no, hold on. Uh, this podcast is probably over, but uh, real quick, just one picture of my dick. I think you'll be impressed. 
It's not bad. I mean, by looking at this, are you going to assume that I'm gay because I'm looking? Because this makes you gay looking at your own dick. Oh, I'm cool with being gay. But, yeah, exactly. It's great. I just, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not gay, but I definitely, if Tom Cruise was like, hey, man, want to step in this closet so we can talk? I'd be like, okay. You see, I would do that, but I would just want to talk. I would definitely want to talk Ryan too, but Gosling, if, start, if he was talking. like, if he was like playing with my hair while he did it, I was like, fuck it. Hey, you want to see a picture of in high school this chick dressed in blackface? <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's yeah. No, 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 no. She's a teacher in San Diego now. <laughs> that was back when you could dress in blackface. Okay, here you go. You ready? Just uh, make make your noise audible when you see my dick. Okay. So that we have it in the recording. I'm going to show you one at a time. Sean, this is my dick. Really? (laughs) Is that really you? Hold on. Nate, this is my dick. Oh. Jesus. Is that that really you? Is that really? Yeah. No. That's a fucking massive. I don't don't know if I... That's a baby seal killer right there. (laughs) Jesus Christ. If that's real. Jesus Christ. I mean. Good God. If you got an erection and someone started snorting coke off the tip of your dick, they'd be dead by the time they got to the base of it. That is a massive rod. It made me believe every story you've ever told. Yeah, I believe them all now. I go, that's why they all happened. I figured out how like, you he's could, this you far could, in the yeah. business. Yeah. You could fucking pole vault over a shoebox. I know that doesn't sound like much, but think about how difficult that would be. And now he's crying over... You're crying looking at your own dick. That's how big your dick is. It still blows you away. It doesn't even fit in like the whole... Oh. That way you got to tell the person to stand back farther. Oh. My favorite thing in the world is to show people this picture of my dick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jim Norton saw it and he goes, was your dick stung by bees? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my real dick. <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. God damn it. It is my favorite thing to show comics a picture of my dick because comics inevitably have a hundred big dick jokes. Is <laughs> a is a, a an app called Facetune. You, you take a picture of your dick and then you just stretch it and pull it out. Oh, <laughs> it's called Facetune. Right. Facetune. Oh, <laughs> it's like Facetune. Yes. Oh my god, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> All right, that's that's how we should end our show. Yeah, that's a good uh, I want to hey, sincerely, and you yeah. know this from thank the bottom you. of my heart, you two are the funniest guys I know. Oh, thank you, thank thank you, you really thank are. You. Thank you, thank, thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you. I want to thank all you guys. Oh, look at thank this! Thank you. Standing Come ovation. Come to Nate's show. Come to Nate's show at seven. Show o'clock at seven. Uh, Nate's got a show at 7 p.m. I'm at 9.15. Ari's at 11.30. I think all three of us will be on all all the shows. shows, So come back and get Nate's on one of our shows. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.